right, all right, all right, all right. We're back. Blah blah blah. Okay. I got something I want to get off my chest. Mm -hmm. Thirteen ghosts fucking sucks. Yeah, not a good movie, dude. <laughs> not a good movie at all. The movie's not what you think it is, guys. I'm sorry, and I know this is jarring to your system because you think it's a good movie. But 13 Ghosts actually fucking sucks, guys. The, the five women that listen to this podcast are, like, <laughs> like f flipping out right now. Flipping tables over. Like, that's my whole identity! And I hate to come in so hot over our break. We've been gone for a while, but, like, we were on vacation, right? Dude, I yeah. literally will say, like, K-Town two weeks ago would have argued hard. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people who feel that way. There's a lot of people out here advocating for a Netflix 13 Ghosts like TV show, which don't get me wrong, could be cool, I guess. You know, we, we could see, but like they're doing that because they think this was like a super cool, edgy movie. And I'm, I'm here to tell you guys, it wasn't. It sucked ass. I think the reason, like, this movie hit the way it did at the time it hit was because, like, this movie utilizes so many, like, music video editing techniques. It's a really crazy movie to watch. Like, sit down and watch, like, 13 it's, Ghosts. It's not shot like a regular movie. No. It's a lot of crazy techniques. It's like, they just have, like, some big dumb, like, puppet or, like... Like mask makeup thing that someone's wearing, and then they're just like, Whoa, look at all Dude, these different angles. Cuts around crazy. Like, the it's movie, a very new metal video. The, to me, video the movie editing. is literally like getting Pizza Hut pizza in like fifth grade. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're just getting yeah. Pizza Hut pizza <laughs> yeah. at the class. But it now, as awesome. an adult, if I come home after a long day of work and my girl's like, I got dinner. And I'm, I'm gonna be like, stoked, like, cool, man, I'm gonna have a meal. Thank God. I didn't and have like, time I to come cook. in the house and like, there's Pizza Hut and the breadsticks. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> Thanks, babe. Yeah. Like, oh, food. Thank you. And like, I'll eat it. And like, I'm I'm really thankful that she got it for me and that there's something on the TV. But like, I'm not I'm not in, I'm not I'm not thrilled. You can't okay? enjoy this movie, guys. It's not like what you think. And if hey, look, check it out for yourself. Don't take our word for it. Go watch this movie and see if you can vibe with it for fucking an hour and a half. But that's even too much. Um, welcome to the Good Times Are Killing This podcast. I'm your host, Mark. I'm joined as always by K Town, K Town, and David. Yo, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and I'm this... a naked ghost with my titties all cut up. <laughs> and despite how this started, this is the podcast where we explore the history, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the most controversial people, movements, and organizations in our modern world. And sometimes we talk about movies, but we're not talking about 13 Ghosts today. Although it is actually kind of crazy that you were talking about 13 Ghosts because that movie came out on October 26, 2001. Wow. Just two months later was the release of the Lord of the Rings motion picture trilogy. And today we're going to ask the question, is this the one franchise to rule them all? Will this be 13 Ghosts? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, yes. <laughs> yeah, we can go ahead and put on that. But but also, hey, you know what came out just like a few, like a month before this was the first Harry Potter movie. Sorcerer's Stone. This yes. came out around a time where like fantasy movies were like a huge, huge thing. Like it was a it was a major trend. There were a lot of like knockoff, like kind of shittier versions of this and that or whatever. But this movie's really a staple of a time and place. And today we're going to call it like, yeah. does this hold up? What do we feel like it now? And Mark, you've got a unique Bro, perspective. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Very unique hold up. perspective. I just want to put 2001 was a wild year. 9/11, boom, and then like two anti-Semitic movies back to back. All right, all right. So we're gonna get into that as well. We're wow. gonna get into that. I mean, that is kind of wild. 9/11. The goblins are bakers and have big noses. <laughs> In 9/11, or well, <laughs> after 9/11, there's a lot of people's perspective was probably seeing. 13 ghosts in a movie theater, seeing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in a movie theater, and then watching 
the Fellowship of the Ring in a theater. Was there an anti-Semitic ghost in 13 Ghosts? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure the uh, the Juggernaut was at least a Nazi <laughs> or a racist during his life. It, it, look, it's not out of the question. But before we get into the uh, politics of ghosts in 2000 and early 2000s movies, or even the prevalence of this fantasy movie uh, franchise... We gotta tell you guys, follow us on the Facebook. So you can tell us what you think about this stuff. At Facebook at the Good Times Are Killing Us Podcast, or on the Instagram at Good Times Killing Us Podcast, no spaces, or on the Twitter at good underscore times underscore dead. Yeah, if you don't follow us on the Facebook, you'll miss really great live videos of us for two minutes in a pool drunk. Hey, look, we were on vacation. We're fresh from, uh, we're fresh back from vacation. We watched a lot of movies. Yeah, y'all. I mean, the thing is, is like we took a break. Like, sort of that's what it was. We took an episode off, but it was also sort of like, all right, now we have to watch all three of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes, so, yes, like, we, we got it. We're extended, gonna do extended editions. That's yeah. a good caveat. We watched the extended edition. Yeah, maybe. we did the extendos. We did yeah. it right, guys. You know, and we started before the vacation, but we watched the we watched the second one. Like, we, 15 hours in total. We watched one of these movies on vacation. Yeah, we, we was working on vacation for y'all. Yeah, yeah. We tried not to, but we did a live video. Check it out before I take it down. And we did also watch <laughs> the Lord of the Rings Two Towers. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about some of this shit, y'all. All right, so let's get on into this. So, you know, we're all coming from some different perspectives on where we're coming from with the Lord of the Rings. You know, uh, I don't know who should kick this off because I know K-Town and I probably have more similar ones than you, Mark. I always kick these things off. Let me get it started. Uh, Let's go ahead and come in. with This is this is our angle, baby. Mark, Lord of the Rings. Never seen them. <laughs> I never seen them. And this has been a... This has been a problem with my friend group, personally. I think we even tried. Me, you, and Maddie uh, Payne. Me and you and Maddie. It's like two like, years ago. Yeah, almost two years ago. We sat down and we watched Fellowship. And, like, that was the first time I sat down and really watched it through. I'd tried to watch these movies before. I remember falling into, asleep in the movie theater. It, it's crazy to me that you've never seen these movies, especially since these books came out in, like, your childhood. Yeah, I mean... Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere, too. Yeah, just really. I'm just vibing and he's just coming at me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, never seen him. Fucking had tried. And we even tried like oh, about two years ago. Watch Fellowship and it didn't take. And uh, we finally, we it finally, didn't take. Well, that's we, when we got the idea to even ever do this. It's yeah. been a long time until we actually followed through. So, like, uh, this episode is the reason why I actually sat through all these movies and uh, I vibed them. Well, what I think is also crazy about, like, you not seeing The Lord of the Rings is it's not because you're not, like, like, a lot of people, they might not have seen Lord of the Rings because they're not really into that vibe, into fantasy stuff, and but yada, I'm a, yada, yada. I'm a very fantasy, sci-fi, fantasy type dude, yes. So this has just been, like, a blip. It's been a full, like, blind spot in my, like, fantasy vibe. Like, I haven't been able to... I mean, and of course, like, you know, I've, I've, I've gathered a lot of shit through, like, cultural osmosis about Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, I see the memes, and I, I know some of the jokes. I know the story. I knew the story, but, like, I never actually sat down and watched these movies before we did this. Wow. And, um, uh, I had a great time. I really enjoyed them. I, I really did. Like, uh, long, long. Like, like we watched the extended edition, so Almost 12 hours. Fucking long, yeah. yeah. It's like an entire season of a TV show, really. But uh, I was invested. I was fully invested. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about that shit. Hell yeah. Uh, so for me, I, I remember I saw um, 
Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers, like, in 2003, like, before uh, Return of the King came out, I saw them, like, on DVD, and they were fucking awesome. Oh, I you was didn't like, see them in the theaters? I didn't see the first two in theaters. Okay. But I, I saw them. I was, like, super inspired by them. Like, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, and I saw Return of the King in a movie theater, and it was fucking amazing. And, like, honestly... That's what first got me, like, y'all know I'd be making videos sometimes. Like, that's, yeah. it's kind of corny, but that's where I was like, I want to make stuff like this, you know? Like, Lord of the Rings got me into movies in general. Um, it was the first time I was really, really excited and, like, actually old enough to really understand an epic story. And it was just, like, amazing. And since then, I've read, uh, I've read all the books. I read all the books, like, when I was young. A few years ago, I read the first two. But, like, the movies, yeah, man, I mean, I could, I could keep going on, honestly, but... I got I got probably one of memories that probably a lot of people have. Saw it in childhood, loved it. Was uh, definitely a you know a, a childhood defining uh, thing to have seen for me. Much like everything we talk about in this podcast, like my grandfather Paul shouts to fucking <clears throat> put me on hey. the Lord of the Rings. Uh, he had me read the Fellowship when I was like nine years old. So like two years before the movie came out, I saw uh, the Fellowship opening night in the theaters with Paul. I saw Two Towers opening night in theaters with Paul, and I saw Return of the King in theaters with Paul. I watched all these movies with him. Um, I absolutely loved him. Like, I was super into him. He was super into him. Like, he was a weird fucking dorky fucking fantasy dude from back in the day. Well, he was kind of like a really eclectic dude. Well, he yeah. was kind of like a sort of a hippie-ish dude when he was yeah. a kid, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah, when yeah. this that's when these books first got like really popular was so, like, like, in the 60s and he, 70s. He was like he put me onto this hard and I fucking love this shit. Like this is like my bread and butter. This is everything I wanted it to be and I love these movies. They have a, a deep like meaningful thing with my relationship with my grandfather but like other mm. than that like they're just fucking amazing films yeah, yeah. outside of the hobbits being extremely gay <laughs> <laughs> not all of them just no, mostly no. frodo and sam uh, frodo. no pippin and Marin, like I literally don't. on the battlefield they're like i knew you'd find me i i mean <laughs> we'll get into it we'll yeah yeah it. so yeah. Th this is how we're gonna i just wish the they would have made them kiss for real like just like go with it <laughs> This is how we're going to go with this episode. It's like we've got a big list of characters. We're going to kind of talk about them, the performances from the actors, yada, yada, yada. But then, you know, has is on brand for this podcast. We're going to talk about some of the controversies. Like, are the extended versions or the uh, regular, ver the theatrical versions the better way to watch this? Do the special effects hold up? And then we'll talk a little bit about, like, was J.R.L. Tolkien racist? There's some people that ask these things. Uh, and a bigger question that's relevant even, that that's super relevant now, that by the time that anyone's listening to this, the new, like, Lord of the Rings TV show will be out. Uh, why are there only white people in this movie? We're going to ask all the heavy hitter questions, but let's get on into it, y'all. So, like... Real quick, before we get into it, but can we talk about real what these stories are about, or what this story is about? So, Lord of the Rings, it's basically the story of this evil elf that tried to destroy the world Sauron. He was basically the epitome of all evil. And he created this, these set of rings of power, gave them out to everyone. And then he made a ring in secret. That was like the most powerful, the most powerful and like had control over all the other rings. And like, he corrupted like men and like tried to destroy the world. He got killed. Uh, the ring was lost to time. And then this Hobbit finds it. And 
he's friends with this really powerful wizard and they realize what it is and then they set forth on a journey to destroy it. To destroy the Which ring. is literally having to go into like the most desolate place full of the most evil things and cast it into a volcano. Yeah, because like literally one way to destroy this. The, the closer they get to their goal, the closer they are to the exact thing that's also trying to get the ring. Yeah. It's a it's a really amazing tension that like just that in itself carries this entire thing. Like that tension of just like these dudes uh, but yeah, they, they go on to um, uh, a fellowship is formed like with like elves and dwarves and like a bunch of dudes and these like little hobbits come along and they all go off on a quest to destroy the ring. They get disbanded. Uh, and then, I mean, we're not going to get into the entire plot, but a lot of uh, political chaos ensues with different sort of like kingdoms that have some strained relationships as they all kind of rise up against this impending evil. These these uh, these evil beings that are being created all the while these hobbits are just like out in the cut trying to kill the ring. The, the way, I, the the way ring. I describe the ring is almost like if Hitler was melted down into like heroin. Oh, and that's like, a great way to put it. Because really like the ring is basically it. Sauron is basically a part of Sauron, this evil source. But like whoever has the ring is like always fighting this temptation of this absolute evilness and power. And like not everyone can just hold the ring and like make the journey to destroy it. Like you have to be like a pure of soul. Yeah, like, you can't. You, you begin to covet this yeah, ring. You yeah. covet it. You want the power. You keep thinking of like all the good I can do with it. And like that leads you down this path of like evilness. And it's really addictive. It destroys you as you carry it. And like. Literally, one character, Gollum, is literally transformed from a hobbit into, like, this fucking goblinoid yeah, fucking just monster. just creature. Just from having the ring. For yeah. so long. And, for like, too long. it's literally the epitome of evil evil in this universe and, like, absolute power. And it's just this huge temptation this whole time. It's it's a... F just having it in your pocket is, like, fucking, like, trying to come over a heroin addiction. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And let's go and get into, like, one of our first characters. I mean, it's such a powerful ring that our boy, Gandalf cannot even grab yeah. because dude let's yeah let's get into gandalf first played by sir ian mckellen dude gandalf used to be my favorite character he's, dude he's gandalf is the best dude. yeah yeah he's a really awesome character it's hard gandalf to, the gray and then it, gandalf the white it's hard not to fucking love this guy like. dude i used to only fuck with wizards for like years after this <laughs> and like every like rpg game because of gandalf and then like at some point when i was getting into lord of the rings like randomly again like a few years ago i like did the research and found out that like Apparently in, like, the Silmarillion, which is, like, I've never read it, but it's, like, kind of, like, the big lore prequel book of the it entire is, Lord of the Rings universe. It is famously universe. a very tough read. Yeah, it's dense. It's dense. dense yeah. But apparently that explains that Gandalf is literally, and, like, they, they, you see this in the movie, he's basically the equivalent of an angel. Yeah, like, he's, he's an otherworldly being. He's not a dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a dude at all. But uh, yeah, but so what y'all think? The thing I do love about Gandalf too is that, like, w with all that being said, like, there's limitations to his power. Especially yeah. you see that a lot in the Fellowship. Like, I love that scene where he's when they're in uh, the mines of uh, Moria, Moria, and like he fucking he's like, there's some shit in here. <laughs> like, yeah, there's yeah. some shit in here that like you know I might not be able to fuck with. And even when he fuck, does, you like, fools. yeah, even when he does take on the Balrog and shit, he's kind of like he's like. Y'all better get the fuck out of here, because, like, yeah. I don't even know if I can fucking handle this Because, thing, like, but. he's, like, an angel superhero, but, like, that's a demon. Yeah. It's, like, that's, like, that's, Not like... Not just a demon, but a demon demon. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, that's the demon. one thing that, like, can fuck with me. Like, yeah, none of this so, other shit really can. I do love that. I mean, I love Gandalf's, like, 
cool like gangster i can deal with almost anything vibe but like i said there are limitations and there are like uh i don't know there are things that he's like you know worried about i don't know i will say in the last movie i was watching it last night my girlfriend was kind of in the room watching it with me like off and on and there's this part where like the orcs are getting ready to bust down a door in Minas Tirith, and like him and pippin are sitting back there and like they're talking about death and like gandalf's like death is just another path one that we almost take and i'm like bro you literally died two movies ago and came back like twice as strong what yeah, the fuck yeah. like you're just saying this to a hobbit like dude it's chill we all die like bitch no you don't die you didn't even die like that well bro. here's the thing about Gandalf. like i think another thing that makes gandalf so interesting especially when he comes back is gandalf the white because by the way full spoilers like he dies in the first movie and, and then he comes back basically yeah in but the like, very next movie yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. dies dusty he's gandalf the gray and then he comes back white with straight fucking his hair his hair. fucking wig is laid but like his white <laughs> but like his whole character I think is so interesting after he comes back basically into Towers and Return of the King everything he says is almost like entirely just like platitudes almost he speaks in like just pure wisdom he is just purely just like true courage is about knowing not when to take a life but when to spare one you know he just like has all these little things he's like a he's like I mean basically if you don't know uh, and we'll get into this more later, but like there's a heavy Christian imagery or heavy Christian influence on in all this because J.R.R. Tolkien, the writer of the Lord of the Rings, is like heavily Christian, devout Christian, super <laughs> heavy. So like Gandalf is basically like the he's as close to like God as any of this shit gets, which apparently the gods in this world are called the Valor, but we're not going to get into all yeah, that. Yeah, we know that's deep lore that we yeah, don't yeah. have to get into. It's but, yeah, let's, y'all want to move I on? I mean, Gandalf fucks. Final words for Gandalf. Yeah, Gandalf, Gandalf definitely, Gandalf, definitely Gandalf fucks. fucks heavy. <laughs> That's well, the question hard. we'll ask for each of these characters. A we wizard is never late. He always arrives precisely when he means to. He's smoking on that weed. Yeah, my boy always smoking <laughs> that weed. Yeah, let's get into, let's get into Bilbo, baby. Yeah, Bilbo. Bilbo. Uh, Bilbo's fine. Bilbo's fine. Dude, I love Bilbo, man. Bilbo, Bilbo like, He's if you Hobbit. just watch the Lord of the Rings, Bilbo's just a dude. But, like, yeah. Bilbo's... You gotta watch The Hobbit to get his whole, like, aura. You gotta read. I'm just gonna, not to be a nerd. You gotta, you gotta read The Hobbit. There's okay. no Bilbo, good. Okay. Bilbo is the reason why all this shit kicks off. Bilbo is like the foundation of this entire like trilogy. I like the way he dipped out on uh, his guest and said some rude shit to him before he disappeared on him at his 111. It's my 111th birthday. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you guys are all nosy and you're creeps and uh, uh, see ya. Bilbo's kind of a savage dude. Like yeah. honestly, especially in The Hobbit, there's quite a few times where he's just dude. The Hobbit is great because like it's just like this really childish adventure story just like every chapter is just some weird conundrum or like puzzle he solves or enemy he faces <laughs> and like he's just he's having to be a savage it's not, it's not like frodo and sam were just kind of like oh whoa, and sam's doing all the work yeah like frodo bilbo's like bilbo's got hands like okay bilbo. okay yeah so i guess like from just watching the main trilogy you don't yeah. really get a full a full feel for Bilbo because he's kind of like in the beginning of the movie, and then that's pretty much it. And then Bilbo, you get a taste Bilbo's of him at like the, end. the ult- ultimate Chad Hobbit. Like hobbits are just yeah, like creatures honestly. that just like lay around all day, eating food, drinking, smoking, and chilling. They just vibe. But because and Bil- Bilbo, Bilbo went was on a like, journey, once. Bilbo was just like one day, like, all right, I guess I'm going on a journey to fight a fucking dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like he was the yeah. first Hobbit to do that. Like everyone, like it would literally be like. A wook standing up out of the circle, getting like 
a breath of sobriety and being like, oh, I'm going to go stab a cop. <laughs> like, that's yeah. essentially what Bilbo did. And, like, everyone else is just, like, boofing fucking coke. And they're like, what? And uh, the craziest thing is, like, boofing ketamine. Okay. My bad, my bad. And, and imagine, like, you know that one dude that did some crazy shit back in the day. And then they just lived to be, like, super old. Like, he lived longer than other hobbits because he had, the, he ring. had the ring. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, dude. Okay. Um, all right, let's, so let's get, so Bilbo, does he fuck? Does Bilbo? That's the question now. Y'all Bilbo does it. not fucks in these movies, but lore wise, Bilbo fucks. Yeah, I get, okay, definitely. okay, okay, yeah, yeah. In, these in movies, this movie, he's just a, he's just a yeah, dude. He, he does not fuck in these movies. So. Okay, so uh, let's move on to Frodo. Okay, Frodo, not my favorite character. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's, not my he's, favorite. Dude. He's very bitchy. He, he's a little bitch man, right? He's, he's got. He's you, got ate, a, you ate all the elven bread. He's not even built like Bilbo. He's got a heavy. Honest. He's got a heavy burden, dog. Yeah, but like that's <laughs> that's that all he so is. Much. That's yeah, all he I, is. He's just like you can't help me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he says that so much that I just lose touch with it. I'm like, like at first, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's got a heavy burden. He's got the ring, but he says it like all throughout all three movies. I'm like, all right, dude. Yeah, you got a burden. Shut up, dude. Like, Elijah man. Woods hipster sad face. He just like <laughs> is the star of Bilbo in the movie or of Frodo in the movie. I will say again, not not to get in the books too much, but Frodo is way more. More, he's way more fun in at least the Fellowship of the Ring. There's this whole part where he goes off with this dude, where him and the whole squad basically go and hang out with this dude named P- Tom Bombadil, who's okay. like this, like he's on some whole other shit, dude. Yeah. He's like, and he's, 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 he's basically like a full, like, yeah, he's like a demigod too. Yeah, like, they just like, they just chill with him, but Frodo and he's just like, whoa, this it's going so through wild to adventures. me. Like they even skip that in the extended cut. Like, yeah. There's no room for but Tom there's so Bombadil. but because he would have been such a thorn in the side of the whole thing. Like and he tonally, he wouldn't make sense. And in he the doesn't movies. advance the story like in any way, right? He does more in the book, but uh, the the movies they do change a few things. And that that character would have been such a because that's like when it starts to feel like the Hobbit again when you're reading the Fellowship of the Ring. Just tonally, it would have been weird with the with the really regal vibe that these movies have. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're all just like. I gotta say something about Frodo, and I, I'd be, I'd be like, I'd be remiss not to mention this because it bothered me so fucking much while we were watching these movies. But I, I don't know if this is a Frodo thing. I don't know if it's an Elijah Wood thing. Mm. But my guy's fucking fingernails are appalling. <laughs> a fucking appalling. I could not handle it. I don't. He was know a if, hobbit. Yeah, I don't. They know got if this dirty like, feet and dirty nails. If Peter Jackson was just like, just tear them up a little bit, chew them to the fucking nubs, because we're gonna be getting a lot of shots of your fingers close up so on this hold fucking on. ring. This leads to the the question: Does Frodo fuck? Because no, ain't no girl letting you get uh, warm up time with them fingers. Take them nubby ass, chewed up fingernails out of the picture. Frodo still does not fuck. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I, yeah, I don't. There's really think, no foreplay happening with those fingers. I don't think Frodo. Frodo seems just like he's basically like a Jesus person. So I don't even think of it. I don't. I don't know. Can just, we say? Just, can we say real quick too that when we when we're asking at least in this context right now because this might change in other times that we've mentioned this. But when we're asking right now, do these characters fuck? We're not exclusively asking, do they physically fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their that energy. Might, that their might, energy, be, that yeah. might be tagged yeah. on. Do they have BDE? But do they got the energy? Do they got big dick energy? Are they fucking out here? And Frodo, I'm going to give it that a half chub on that one. I don't think Frodo fucks. But, I'm gonna, but I will say, Elijah Wood, despite the fact that I think Elijah Wood's largely what makes Frodo seem so much 
so weak in this movie. Elijah Wood fucks though. I fuck with it. Yeah, Elijah, yeah, Elijah Wood, Wood yeah. fucks. Yeah, He's been Elijah producing and like starring in like a bunch of like horror movies recently. Uh, like apparently he was listening to like heavy metal and bothering yeah, Ian McKellen. Yeah, him like, and Ian McKellen apparently shared a trailer or had trailers very close to each other. And like his like music choice of heavy metal all the time was like bothering the shit out of Ian McKellen before scenes and stuff yeah. while he was trying to get in the zone. I love that story, honestly. <laughs> like, all right, so let's move on to the real man of the hour. Our boy Samwise Gamgee. Samwise Gamgee. Sean Austin, I baby. Fuck, I think this is my favorite character in the There's, series. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the only one that makes sense. He's like, there'd be no Frodo without Sam. Sam's no. like, yeah. bro, don't trust the fucking heroin addict <laughs> crackhead that wants to eat you. Like... Don't trust him. And he's like, no, we have to give him a chance. There's Sam's a like, no, he's a monster. There's what a the point fuck? Where he makes a great point in the right return of the king. He's like, dude, I heard him talking about murdering us. I'm not just going to follow him to our deaths. And like, <laughs> they still just follow him. Like, yeah. Frodo's like, no, we need, we need a guy. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like Frodo is like the only one that's like, um, cause it's like, now Frodo might not be Gollum yet, but he's starting to like hit that shit. He they're knows, they're he, on the same he knows wavelength. What Gollum? He knows he Gollum's his Gollum. future. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he he and and just there's a scene where uh Sam, where Frodo says to Sam like, "What do you know of the ring? Like you had you you haven't carried it. You don't know what it's like to fucking carry this burden." And yeah. I was, I felt him in that moment. I'm like, yeah, kind of like I get why he uh relates to Gollum in that way, but he just takes it a little too far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam unflinching fucking heart and i think dude. that's what i love about him dude the end of the movie when they're climbing the mountain though that shit like hits dude like just he's just like well, i'll carry you like yeah oh uh, yeah and they're, your boys are looking rough like yeah. dude <laughs> frodo's yeah. washed at that point frodo's fully washed yeah. like imagine giving up that close <laughs> yeah exactly like, just like never mind yeah you ever seen those videos of like heroin addicts in like Philadelphia on the side of the subway. I've seen black metal like, veins. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. literally Frodo at that point. He's just like drool hanging from his lip, laying against the park bench, just, just like crusty, not even dusty, way beyond dusty, just crusty. Yeah. Pure crusty. But, uh, but Sam dude. Yeah. Sam, uh, Sam's a ride or die heavy hitter. The Sam only, fucks. The only thing I wish this story would have done and, they should have just made him gay, dude. Like, honestly, uh, those dudes. No. Sam, Sam, like, legitimately loves Frodo. I mean, you if they did, I mean, whatever. You can't fucking take that from me. Man. I'm going like, to say. Sam loved, like, loved Frodo. Watching these movies for the first time, I was like, there is sexual tension. Yes! Between 100%. And, like, what you were saying earlier, I loved it, that what you were saying earlier, because, like, about uh, Pip and Mary, but, like, nah. Those dudes are are good friends they love each other they're best friends and same thing for sam and frodo but sam but there's something else sam there's sam too is many simping. times that they like look in each other's eyes like longingly heavily and I'm just after like, frodo wakes up after destroying the <laughs> ring and sam's like at the foot of the bed like yeah <laughs> like bro sam loved frodo that whole, that and i'm not scene. i'm not trying to be homophobic or anything be like they're gay but like they're gay, dude. That like, whole just scene let them be gay. Is like a lot. It's like, oof, this is a lot. This I, is. I think when I was a kid, I was just kind of read all of that thing. It was just like them, like them both kind of feeling, feeling in some way, like the full weight of their task, and like they know like how big of a deal it is, and so like that's sort of like that them both playing off each other to have like what it takes to have this extraordinary <laughs> courage to do what they're going to do, and especially when you think of like any kind of symbolic <laughs> philosophical stuff, the idea of like these two 
motherfuckers are like compelled by the power of love, you know. So that comes from the way that they act towards each other. That's how I. I feel, like, it, I feel like J- I'll give it to you. It's pretty. Yeah, it, yeah. It I feel like J.R.R. Tolkien had like an uncle who had a roommate when he was growing up that was really <laughs> oh, close, man. and he just interpreted that in his old timey sense as like they were just really good friends, and in reality, there's something there. There was something there. There's something hey, there, know, and he just translated that into the book. I was weak, like when we were watching Return of the King, like when uh, Sam got married. You were talking about like, Frodo was just like. Oh, shit. <laughs> I gotta, he's like, yeah, I got to Yeah, and he just leaves. I'm out of here. He's like, I'm out of this realm. Yeah, like he, <laughs> like, I'm like, getting on the boat. Like, yeah, yeah. having kids now. All right, but so lo- let's love Sam Wise Gamgee. He's great. Fucks? Yeah. I feel like... He literally... My boy, see- my boy literally travels across the world and up a mountain with like five pots and pans strapped to his bag. Yeah, he fucks, Yeah, bro. he fucks. He, he's like the only yeah, character in the fucks. movie he's- who like, you know, like they literally see him get married and then he's got a kid. So like even literally so, yeah, like so, he's fully so physically fucking fully yeah, vetted. Out here. Yeah. One of the only characters we know is physically fucking out here. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Good times are not killing Samwise Gamgee. Hell no. Let's right. talk about Mary and Pip together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. And by Can the I, way, a lot. I think a lot of people forget Mary is the one that was from Lost, and Pippin is the one that's like, like you know. Can, can you I know. just thank say, you for elaborating because I still don't know the yeah. difference, and still that didn't help. Mary <laughs> is the one from Lost. <laughs> can I? Can I just say right off the bat? These characters suck. I don't... I like these guys. Why the fuck are they even there? They're the comic relief. I don't need that! I think we need it. I like them. Them vibing with Treebeard, that was a good vibe. That was a good time. I do the fuck with the Treebeard shit, but like... They're literally just two stoners that are along for the ride. Like <laughs> they're they're, they're basically like the fucking stoners. 40s version of Bill and Ted. Especially in the extended edition, like you definitely picked that up like if you if you could edit it down just to Mary and Pippin's like journey, it would just be like some stoner ass <laughs> movie bullshit. Literally they just like leave, they're looking for the dope game like like at all times. Like literally like <laughs> fucking uh, Pippin Pippin is like it, like looked through an orb and saw Sauron and like Sauron thinks he has the ring and he's getting carried by Gandalf to the fucking uh, the Gondor okay. Pippin's and like, like a big fuck up and Mary Mary yeah. goes to him and he's like I know you already smoked your share of the weed. Here's some more weed for your journey. And he's like, oh, man. And I'm just Dude, like. That was great. I love that. Bro, like, here's here's the Roach game, bro. So, yeah. so Mary and Pip have a, a real bromance. Like, yeah, yeah, for you know, sure. They for do. Sure. Like, but, but like Sam and Sam and Frodo are in love. But like I did love Mary and Pip's vibe. I like the, their arcs. Like, you know, um, Pip. Is the one that kind of became a soldier, or is that yeah? Mary? By the I mean, Pippin, they both. Pippin was the, uh, worked for the steward. But okay, Pippin was the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the whole thing. They both have a major redemption arc at the end, and yeah. it literally starts like when when Pippin just fucking around. He like oh, I forget what the eye is called, but like where he finds the eye or whatever. Yeah. Like after that is when Mary's just like you're smoking too much of that weed, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and that's literally where both of them just like change. Like fucking Pippin goes off He's to fucking like, save the world. I just wanted world. to look at it one last time. <laughs> Mary fucking joins the army. Like they're both just like <laughs> poor Pip has to watch that dude eat those tomatoes. <laughs> oh yeah, those fucking tomatoes, man! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Well, we gonna get so let's get on. Let's get uh, on to uh, our board. They're not fucking right. They're not fucking. No, no, I'm gonna give it to fuck. both of them, man. I think, they're, think both they're both fucking. Both fucking? Yeah, yeah, y'all wild, y'all wild. They're partying, fucking. dude. Yeah, they're fucking. Well, you say they're not fucking, nah. K-Town? They might be physically like having sex, but they're not fucking. But they ain't fucking. Okay, yeah, I, okay. Not no, yeah. I, okay, I can see that. They don't fuck. All right, so let's get to someone who we all know fucks. Aragorn. 
Aragorn, come on. Motherfucking Aragorn fucks. He's the, the fucking king of Gondor! He's, he's, he's the, the first character, like, when I was watching this movie, and I was like, okay, this guy fucks. Dude, I've never seen a king in a movie that I liked. Except yeah. for him. Bro. Usually the king is just some big, arrogant fucking, like, I am the king. Like, but Aragorn's has, whole thing is that he's not arrogant. He has a fucking hard-ass fucking street name, too. Strider? Strider. Yeah. Like, he's just literally in a tavern with the hood up, smoking that thing. <laughs> just like, yeah, these they, are the dudes I'm going to have to Which they introduce save. him as Strider, and then we just, like, he just abandoned. We never get back to that. Like, well, that's his ranger name. Okay, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, I love his whole arc is like the whole thing that I think is so amazing about Aragorn as a character is that like he would he knew that he was like basically the heir of like Isildur. He knew that like he was the heir of the dude that fucked up, so he like renounced everything. He was yeah. the most humble dude. He's like, I'm going in the woods, I'm chilling with the elves. Isildur, if like for people that don't know, was like the the king that just de- defeated Sauron originally and like separated him from the ring of power. And first fell to but the then ring. He was tempted and then by the he ring. was tempted by the ring and fell to the ring and like it like tainted his whole entire dynasty and cursed his whole entire bloodline like literally yeah. took the ring to the fucking fires of mordor and was like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love like that. full on i love that meme but yeah i mean that's the whole thing about aragorn man his whole if you didn't know his whole arc is that he's a very <laughs> humble person which makes him the perfect king he didn't want to be king but he yeah. had to be king well it that's was the only way to be, be a good king you can't want it guys yeah yeah john so, snow rules but, but that's just that's some literary analysis shit but what do you think about uh, our boy vega bornstein's uh, performance as aragorn loved it, it was loved great. it i think it was great and fantastic he's aragorn thing, dude this is one of those roles that was up in the air and and was passed around to a lot of different people so yeah. it's crazy that he landed it because this could have been oh yeah fucking a dude yeah who, who could this could have been Nick Cage passed on this role. I yeah. literally like this movie would not no have been. A, it would have been a Nick Cage thing. Yeah, it's just been a movie about Nick Cage. Can you imagine in a him kicking the helmet and being like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> "Oh, come on, oh, jeez, fuck, oh, like, these orcs." Like, yeah. Nick Caged it up. He would have like yeah. took it out. Like there'd have been no way to like suspend disbelief and be like, "Oh, that's." Not Nick Cage yeah. in a weird wig. <laughs> oh, you bow to no one. <laughs> yeah, man. Which I think is like what makes like a lot of this cast really solid. Is like uh, most of these people, no, none of us knew who any of these people were before this. Like maybe, maybe you knew Sir E. McKellen if you watch a lot, like a lot of old like British movies. You might recognize a few of these people. I mean, he was he was literally he, Magneto. He, like, yeah, people saying, knew he, who he was. Yeah, he was in the X Men movies, which would have been around the exact same time though. Yeah. But my, I, my like, whole, yeah, go ahead. I forget that, like, dude, that was such a good fucking era of film. Now that you're mentioning it, we had Harry Potter, we had fucking Lord of the Rings, X Men, X Men, like, X Men Two, fuck, dude, Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, Not Thirteen Ghosts, Thirteen Ghosts. But I mean, like, damn, was that was the time. That was like. We, a, modern cinema was completely, like, shaped by we that era. We that yeah. shit, dude. 9-11 hit hard. But, like, yeah. the thing about, like, that, about Aragorn that hit so hard is because I don't feel like Viggo Mornstein really has, like, he didn't have any, anything else you thought of him as before that. Like, if they had had, like, Nicolas Cage as him, like, it would have just been that. But, like, because this was, like, sort of nobody actor, essentially. I don't even know what he's in after this. He's it's, been, apparently, in, like, a lot of good movies. Okay. He's, he's a pretty, like, artsy type of guy, actually. Okay. Um, he yeah. was in, uh, what's that? Hildago, uh, History of Violence. History of Violence was really good. He's um, continued doing movies. He was in The Green Book, which is a really bad film. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so y'all ready to call it? Oh, yeah, Aragorn fucks. fucks. He yeah, fu- we yeah. opened it. He fucks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No Just want to remind everybody. Uh, let's talk about our next character, Arwen. Arwen. I mean, she's 
she's fine. She's not really. In she this has movie. a ring. She's fucking badass. No, she's no, no, you're talking about Galadriel. Yeah, Arwen. No, Arwen has the ring. That's why she can summon the water. She has one of the rings. Oh shit! Really? Does Arwen have a ring? Yeah, Arwen has a ring. I don't know. She's incredible. She has incredible battle. Wields an elven ring. Oh, it is one. Uh, yeah, and it's it was one of, one of the rings given to the elves. I don't know. Because they gave rings to the elves too. All right. Well, she's definitely got a fucking strong ass ring. Well, she's got a ring. She's got a ring. She's bad as fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah. she's dope. Yeah. And it's, and it's I feel like Tyler. I feel like she's not in this movie in these these, these movies that that much, honestly. Yeah. She gets Bro, Aragorn would not be Aragorn without Arwen. He True. would not he would not like have the moral compass or the ability to leave that's leave kind of his with, drive. Like, yeah. Behind every great man is a great woman. Like she was the great woman behind Aragorn. Yeah, and it's also like because she's an elf, that's what kind of makes it like a really interesting sort of thing where like she's giving up like eternal life for him. And yeah. in the extended world, like basically she dies uh, a year after Aragorn dies at like twenty five like twenty nine hundred. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what the but fuck? does she fuck though? Yeah, she fucks. I mean, yeah, she she fucks. gives him a child. Definitely, definitely. And she kicks ass. She fucked them ring wraiths up, bro. She she drowned the okay. motherfuckers. Okay, yeah, true, 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 true. Okay, you know what, Arwen, you get a pass. She literally, so like, think of this. The whole fellowship was fighting those motherfuckers, and the ring wraiths fucked them up, and they were running from the motherfuckers. And she just like. And she wiped the whole, all nine of them in one swoop. Okay, okay. Let's right. talk about your boy L. Ron Hubbard, though. Yeah, let's talk about L. Ron, played by Hugo <laughs> Weaving, uh, otherwise known as fucking... Agent Smith. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so it was, I will say, the first time I saw this movie, I hadn't seen The Matrix first. So, like, I saw him, I've always seen him as just L. Ron, but since we did, like, our last big time we did something like this was The Matrix. Yeah. When I saw him, I was just like, oh, man, that's not L. Ron anymore. That's fucking yeah, Agent I, Smith. That's one thing that's always, uh, he, he his character's always taking me out a little bit just because his forehead looks really big. Bro. And because I'm like, <laughs> that is Agent Smith with a wig. I don't, hold on. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna yeah. disrespect L. Ron. L. Ron, to me, is like one of my favorite characters in this shit. He's kind Good. of a downer, isn't he? Yeah. But, but think about what he's went through. He literally lived through Sauron. True. Sauron's yeah. reign of terror. He fought in the battle with Isildur to defeat Sauron. He was there. Went to Mount Doom with Isildur to cast the Ring of Power into the fire. Watch the literal temptation and downfall of all mankind. I wouldn't fuck with dudes at all. And after still, that. and still supported Aragorn. Still raised him. Helped him become the man who he was. Reforged Isildur's sword. He did. And helped support Aragorn into becoming the King of Gondor. This dude literally watched mankind fail and still had enough power of spirit to build them back up to what they needed to be. So mm. does he fuck though? Yes, he yeah. fucks. Fuck, okay, okay. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. Elrond fucks, and, <laughs> and he's also Arwen's father. Um, father, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Elrond's yeah, definitely yeah. a solid character. All right, so let's get into another character that, like, again, in the lore, like, I think the movies establishes this pretty well. But this character is like basically a, an angel again, Galadriel. Yeah, yeah. she basically uh, like uh, inceled Sauron into evil. Mm. Sauron wanted to fuck her. Oh, so like the hair thing, the hair thing. He gave to Gimli. He asked a hair from her, and she denied him. She wouldn't give him a hair from her head. You thought no, because she (laughs) saw how evil he was. And then like Gimli, the fucking dusty ass dwarf's like, "May I have a hair from your head?" And she gives him three. And yeah, he got three of them things. So, damn. Thanks a lot, Galadriel. Yeah, man, Galadriel, Galadriel. And she also (laughs) gives him bath water. 
Yeah, yeah. She does. I mean, she yeah. She gives the the shiny bath water yeah. that like guides like, them. Like literally bath water. One of the yeah. first memes I posted on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Her as Belle Delphine, thirty dollars. I'm gonna be real. I don't really have much to say about uh, Galadriel besides like. I mean, a lot of really cool editing in her shots. Like whenever yeah. she's involved, there's always like she's coming out of the light. I, I do the the part where like she's like tempted get, by the ring. Tempted by the ring. That yeah. shit oh, looked yeah. corny yeah. as fuck. I, I think it's I pretty mean, metal, dude. I think it hit hard because I was like, damn, even this angel. And it will yeah. be a beautiful queen. <laughs> yeah, even she wants it. That's the, that's one of the things that really hits from this uh this trilogy for me the most is just like the ring it's like that ring is fucking crazy everybody's fucking horny for this ring like literally everyone literally if i sat down one of these fucking peanut butter stuffed pretzels covered in chocolate on this table right now and would make you the most powerful being in the world if you ate it like you wouldn't be like oh you had me sold at peanut butter stuffed (laughs) chocolate i'm just saying (laughs) i'm just saying like and then, like, imagine you're already powerful and, like, you have limitations. Like, you're already basically an angel and you have limitations of what you can do and can't do. And, like, you look at this thing that could make you literally do anything you ever wanted to do. Like, that's going to tempt you. That's kind of like what we talked about with Gandalf. That's why he wouldn't even touch that shit. He's like, nah, I can't. Yeah, I yeah. can't go like that. Which goes with a the running theme of the movie where, like, truly powerful uh, characters do not want the thing that will give them ultimate power. Like, this is specifically, like, the bad version of power, like greed, as opposed to, like, a sense of justice or whatever There's you There's a lot have. of parallels between Gandalf and that ring and, yeah. you know, uh, Dumbledore. Galadriel. And uh, Dumbledore had the same issues with power and Shut shit. Shut the like, fuck I'm up, I'm just saying, man. man. Like, there's, don't bring, lot, don't, there's so many don't parallels. Don't you dare bring Dumbledore into a conversation with Gandalf. We're going to okay? get into Lord of the Rings. We're going to get into Harry Potter later. But, like, Galadriel does... <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you guys are saying her name because fuck, man, I can't. Galadriel, right? Or, yeah. I, I can't. They always I say can't Gal- Galadriel. Yeah, I can't roll my tongue. Yeah. Uh, did she fuck? I don't know if she fucks, man. Like, I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna say she fucks. Honestly, I I think yeah. No, she's a femcel, bro. Yeah. No, dude, Gal- Galadriel. I don't, I don't. I mean, like she's an angel. Right, well, she's powerful. Well, I don't think she fucks. Well, let, okay. So we're, it looks like we're in a dry season now. But let's let's clean it up with our boy Legolas, played by Orlando Bloom. Bro, Legolas I mean, is like the hardest fighter in this whole movie. I was, My dude surfs down a fucking staircase on a shield. On a shield. Shoots four fucking dudes with a bow, and then slides the shield into the chest of an orc and impales him on the wall. Dude, in say- Return of the King... <laughs> oh, the fucking elephant! When the elephant oh, is dude. coming and he just jumps and just, like, cuts the fucking uh, the rope, goes up and just Douche, kills douche. every dude and then headshots the Oliphant too. Yeah, right yeah. yeah like, right into like dead. a perfect spot too. He, I was not ready for Legolas to be such a badass. Yeah. I He's he was, crazy, yeah, like, dude. I was not ready for that. In fucking Two Towers, he literally just swings up around onto the back of a horse from the front and I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> but what? The boy's an elf, dog. Yeah. That's the crazy thing is like, I feel like usually like when I think of like elves, I think of them as being like kind of like that like some whole other type shit like they're not like just people walk around they're with big ears they're built Dude, that's that's a book I'm and they to do build that shit into here there's enough times where you're like yo so they just live for like legolas how old is he thousands of Who years knows? old yeah, yeah, yeah. like knows? probably like he's just like this super warrior dude uh i mean yeah dude i mean i will say we can i feel like we should almost put legolas and Gimli together that's Honestly, so to kind of go off like on a tangent, that's what own. I really like about like fantasy uh, worlds with like elves and humans in it is because like 
elves literally have centuries perfect their craft and like to get to where they are. Yeah. And everything. Definitely. And humans just like have to do that in like uh an eighth or a sixteenth of like their we, time span. Like we gotta work hard. Like like a master swordsman human could be on the same level of as, as all an we elf, can do is read about but it. But like an elf is like literally like thousands of years old and a human has to like get on that same level in like fucking ten years. Yeah. yeah. Playing field's not even. Like but. it's crazy like to think about that. But uh but yeah, I mean Legolas and Gimli, it's interesting because like those characters are basically like they, they're way more developed in the book. I mean obviously everything's gonna be like that. But like in the movie, I love how they play them up like essentially has uh They have a dynamic. Yeah, they have a dynamic. They're a source of comic relief. A lot. Yes. Honestly, I've laughed way harder at their scenes well, than Mary and Pippin's scenes. It's, it's, the scene that we just talked about where he where Legolas like kills like 20 dudes on that Oliphant and then kills the Oliphant and then comes down it does this epic ass like fight scene takes yeah. this thing down single handedly and then Gimli's like that still counts as one yeah cause <laughs> like the, the whole thing through all the movies is like they're keeping track of like how many dudes they've killed yeah that's some video game shit dude that's how you know you know I Peter Jackson shit, Peter Jackson was trying to make a Halo movie when I found that out I was like that clicks like he was a gamer he was just like thinking about like I'm gonna make a dynamic between these two characters where they're just like trying to get the high score basically so they, and it, it hits yeah they got a great dynamic between so the Legolas two fucks Legolas definitely, definitely fucks. fucks Gimli Gimli fucks yeah Gimli fucks, fucks. I also I like the Gimli. the lighthearted racism between the two of them yeah <laughs> because like dwarves and elves shit. hate yeah. each other and like they're like yeah dude fuck you you're an elf and he's like yeah fuck you you're a dwarf but like they're bro <laughs> They're bros. Dude, when Dude, my favorite meme with the, of with all the, time is from their relationship. Like, at the uh, Return of the King, when they're at the, the gates of Mordor, and he's like, I never thought I'd, you know, die standing next to an elf. And mm-hmm. he was like, what about a friend? Like, my favorite Damn. meme's like, me, like, like, shitting on the DNC or, like, liberals, and he's mm-hmm. like, never thought I would die, like... Next to a um, a libertarian about gun rights, and I'm like, ew, no, fuck, get away from me, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, dude. The, uh, there's this one scene I really noticed this time, like when the riders of Rohan yeah, come up, yeah, like and I, like, yo, yeah, you go ahead, you, yeah, you had they it, yeah. they roll up and they surround them because uh, Aragorn calls out to them and they're like, uh, I mean, Aodin, uh, Aodin, he's coming Aodin. off real aggro, Aomer, Aomer, Carl Urban's character, yeah, yeah he's yeah. coming off real aggro at first, and he and like Gimli says something, and he's like, I'll fucking cut your head off, I should come down here and cut. Your your head off and Legolas fucking pulls his fucking uh his fucking bow out and he's like and your fucking head will drop before you swing your sword like he he rides for Gimli so yeah, hard yeah. in that moment even Gimli they, it's a shot at Gimli's face he's like oh that's a little bit much I don't know if we had to take yeah, it yeah. there but he rode for your boy and I, I think that's my favorite thing about these movies is those moments where people are just riding for each other and like it's literally know. a fellowship bro yeah, yeah 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 like they're all different they all come from different walks of life and in this one goal they're united and they become friends friendship is a major theme of like the entire thing um okay so I went ahead and moved him up let's talk about uh, Aomer specifically this is just an interesting character now like when I was a kid I was like oh, that's, that's that guy but having watched The Boys with Carl <laughs> Urban, it was a lot different watching Lord of the Rings this time. I will say, Aomer, maximum Chad energy the entire yeah. movie. The whole time. Like, when he's talking shit killer, about... Mickey. He's talking shit about uh, Mary. And he's like, what's he gonna do when the fucking screams of battle and the blood <laughs> starts squirting? He's gonna fucking run like a little bitch boy. <laughs> I was like, god damn, bro. You don't know that. For sure, for sure. Dude, but, when I was... like, it, it wasn't really funny, but like... When he found uh, his sister Eowyn on the battlefield, like it was a great response. I mean, he no! didn't expect 
he didn't expect to see his sister there, let alone dead. And he, but his just. It, I was like, dude. It fully sold me. I thought yeah. she was one hundred percent dead because of that fucking. And then she uh, came back alive. That performance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, she's dead. And I had a whole moment where I was like. Fuck, she's dead, dude. Like, Carl Urban had to do a whole fucking yell to that shit, and he's gonna come back to life. Like, um, all right, so it, it, let's go ahead and get to a very interesting character. What do y'all think of uh, controversy time? Boromir. I don't like Boromir at I, all. I I really fuck with Boromir. I respect wow. Boromir because Boromir Boromir fell into temptation for the ring and still came out of it, and then died a hero's death. Yeah, like he literally, he literally, <laughs> and like his temptation is probably the only one out of this that I really understand and can empathize with. Because like, you're a human man. Well, and he was a human man. He's literally he lives in Gondor, literally at the butt of fucking Mordor. He's literally at the, like Minas Tirith is like a stone's throw away from fucking Mordor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the son but of Denethor, who is the current yeah. steward of Gondor. His the ruler. people are constantly fighting. And holding back the orcs of Mordor from just running through fucking Middle Earth and destroying everything. Every day, he is fighting, losing people, watching his people die and suffer. And, like, he has in front of him the one thing that could just stop it all. Like, if he took that ring, like, he could just wield a power yeah. to save his people. He and, like, thinks. He gives in, like, he gives into it and he realizes, like, how fucked up and how wrong it is. And he stops himself and then, then defends... Frodo and the little fucking dork hobbits and dies a hero's death against the Urukai. Like my dude literally goes out fucking guns blazing for just... the right thing. He gave into temptation slightly out of desperation for his people and still came out a hero. And I hear you and I hear all that, but like, I'm just like, nah, your boy tried to strangle Frodo. Dude, your boy, Sean Austin though, really fucking Yo, killed this shit. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Great. He came yeah, in. Sometimes I'll be shit. looking, Frodo be making that face and I want to strangle him too. Like, no, I feel you. He's like, he's like, but like I just the whole I mean, yeah, time, even before he took it there, he was like being like like shady the entire time. But that's time. what I'm saying. Like, that, what what K has been talking about is like that's been on his. That's why he was told to go there. That's yeah, why he was summoned. Yeah, but like that's well, at least that's what Denethor was telling him. He was yeah. like, look, like son, you've got to go we get need that this ring to save yeah. our people. Bring it back to Gondor. We have no king. The king's off playing in the fucking woods. And you're out here with a bunch of like elves and hobbits and wizards, and you're just like a dude. You're like, all right, come on, y'all. Like, <laughs> with the fantasy bullshit for real. Like, like we need that. We ring. need that ring. And I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, man. Uh, but does he fuck? No. Yes. Damn. No. I'm gonna say yeah. Wow. All right, so let's uh, let's vote it again. Let's get to another one. <laughs> uh, we were talking about him already. Uh, Denethor the second, the father, who is the uh, he's basically the steward of Gondor, meaning he's kind of like a de facto king. Gondor can only have certain people as king, certain bloodlines, and that bloodline gave up a long time ago. So, so they pretty much the, watch the throne like Kanye and Jay Z. Yeah, this is basically the king of. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Zah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he yeah, sucks. Denethor definitely yeah, Denethor sucks. sucks. Yeah. Sounds like a fucking He's an great, awful father. He sounds he, like a great value yeah. dinosaur, his name, Denethor. He, he tries to set his his uh injured son on fire. His whole fucking arc is wrong son died. Yeah. That's his whole thing. <laughs> Literally says that. Father, do you wish I had died in his place? 
He's like, maybe. Yes, I do wish that. No, he's, he literally says, he say I yes? do. He says, I do wish that. Like, he, he doesn't even say maybe. He straight up looks his son in the eye and he's like, yes, I wish you died in your brother's place. Dude, the, the, like, one of the final scenes with him when, like, he's about to burn Faramir, uh, Faramir because Faramir looks dead, and Faramir comes back to life and he's still like, nah, we burning, baby. Like He like, dumps the oil on himself. He's like, another fake out. Bring fire and oil. He was so determined to burn him and his son to death that I thought he was, I thought Faramir Which, was dead too. <laughs> like, so he sends Faramir to die. He's like, no, nah, take these 400 soldiers and go back and take the city of 80,000 fucking orcs. <laughs> they ride out, they die, they send the son back and he's like, my son, my bloodline is dead. Perished. It's over. Like, fuck it. I don't want to spend too much time talking about uh, Denethor or whatever his name is. We have to talk yeah. about the tomato. With this one thing we got to talk about. It's the fucking <laughs> tomato eating scene. It's, it's gross. It's like the worst form of ASMR. Young, yeah. young Hobbit, do you know any songs of your people? I know oh, a few. What a weird thing that happened. Pippin just, Pippin just sings a song. <laughs> As like Faramir and all his boys are getting murdered, he's just singing a song while he's just biting a cherry tomato and letting it drip all down his chin like a fucking madman. I think like it was lost on me a little bit yesterday when I watched this movie yesterday with you, Payne, and like in the in the in the days of a, th- a th- four and a half hour movie, by three <laughs> hours in, like anything can happen, and that's kind of what happened. Like I'm just like, I guess we're doing a music video with Pippin now. Fine, while yeah, this guy yeah. like eats a tomato very nastily. <laughs> like I guess that's it happening is literally now. the strangest <laughs> eating scene I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> it's great though because like it's really so effective weird. in like portraying like. And bar- I've watched Human Centipede. Like all the all the like all the characters in these movies sort of represent either like virtues or like sins or whatever. And Boromir is like the perfect emblem of like greed. Uh, of, of greed and like envy and like he and pride, pride, pride. You know, really like he he's so addicted to the idea of like just his line. He doesn't. He's the leader of this world, yet he does not care at all about the people that live in it. He only cares about him and his line. And, like, that's it. So that scene where he's in that tomato, it's such an emblematic, you know, he's, like, eating, and you see, like, the tomato bust open, and it looks like blood. It just, you know, it's it's his appetite, you know? <laughs> An appetite for, like, greed and pride. It, it's, you know, it's symbolism. Baby. Denethor, terrible, I mean, he's not even a king, but he would be a terrible king. Uh, bad dad. Um, horrible, does, horrible father. Does not fuck. No, <clears throat> not at all. I mean, I guess he... I mean, physically, yes, but, yeah, like, I mean, he, no yeah, energy. Too. No fucking energy. He hadn't fucked in, like, 30 years yeah, by the time been a long time. Him in this movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Ain't fucked since Faramir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Arborio. We talked about him a little bit already, but Faramir, uh, Faramir... I just feel bad for the dude, like... Yeah, he's the saddest story Like, Boromir is just such this awesome Chad, and he's just like, yeah, I love my brother, and he's like, no, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hate you! Yeah. You're not uh, the good son! I didn't like him either at first, too, because, like, in the extended cut of two towers he just does a little bit too much of roughing up Gollum for me which we'll get to that but no we'll but to, fuck we'll, Gollum dude we'll get to that we'll get to that literally like I was saying while we were watching the movie like if a crackhead just came up to you and was like <laughs> eating a raw fish on your doorstep you wouldn't fucking like flip the fuck out like literally Gollum's There's just like scene. in the pond just like 
fucking frothing at the mouth with a raw fish. There's a scene where he's literally doing just that with, like, the rabbits yeah. and shit, and Sam is just like, all right, man, enough, man. You're gonna make yeah. him fucking sick, bro. Cut it out. And, like, another reason why I fuck with Sam, because he's like, we're not watching this any longer. But, uh... You ruins it. You ruins it, you stupid, fat hobbits. Faramir, I, I felt a lot like Boromir with him. I was not fucking with your boy, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was not fucking with your boy, and I think maybe I have a little more compassion for him, like, the way you have for Boromir because his story is just so sad and I'm glad he got like Wrong kind of a happy and yeah he got kind of a happy ending I guess well also I mean he Fer- didn't die. <laughs> yeah he did not die but well, I mean Fermir also comes through in the end like he's he's captured Frodo and Sam and like he knows what he's there to do uh and he eventually believes Frodo he has faith in Frodo he tells him to go against like all better judgment and his dad immediately gives him shit for it when he comes back <laughs> but like you know at the end Hold of the day on. he saw the light we didn't I, we just need to go back to Denethor. Denethor. Yeah. Real quick, we didn't talk about how he died. My dude <laughs> literally catches on fire and runs like half a mile and jumps off a cliff. A cliff, dude. And, and just like, dies. Like, that, like he's battle. literally on fire running like a madman. Like, it was a brutal for like scene. A, a half a mile yeah. and just jumps off a cliff. That was dies. a pretty brutal scene. There's a couple scenes like that where I'm like, damn, this is not like really a kid's And movie. that was after Gandalf pieced him up. True, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Faramir, does he fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. I'm a, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to... Uh, Lightly. He's not fucking hard, I'll he's tell you that fu- much. He's fucking sensually. Yeah. Uh, what about Theoden? The, uh, Theoden. you know, basically the uh, the king Don't of like Rohan. Him. Don't like him. Didn't like him. Doesn't really? fuck. Well, you my made- boy, my boy literally was just like, I'm an old man and being... Uh, Controlled. I'm mad he was in the movie. What, first? So, yeah, I'm yeah. mad he was in, even in the movie so much because, like, <laughs> why go to Gondor's aid when they did not come to ours? Yeah, it really feels like, shut like, up, bro. Like, the world's that, getting ready to get destroyed. Two times looking out for his people. Gondor did not come when they had to come, so he's like, but my people. You know, you yeah. just think about his people. There's a couple. He's t- a governor. There's just a yeah. lot of tough looks for Theoden, man. Like, I mean, first of all, you were like letting your kingdom go into ruin while you were being like. Mind controlled by like some weird you were just some dude. fucking incel was whispering in your ear, yeah. and you're like, okay, why is he coming? The hour so late, like all that shit. dude. Here's what I'll say about Theoden. Okay, like actually, <laughs> <laughs> dude, fucking words. Ha- ha- has a character. I kind of see what you're saying. But, like, he's got some cool lines, though. Like, he's I will say, where, he, where he's like, so it begins, and then, <laughs> why so much death? I hate that line! <laughs> so, like, literally in the two hours, like, battle all around, people are fucking dying, the orcs are about to break into the fucking hall, uh, Aragorn's like, yo, the women and children who are underneath, is there another way to get them out, and, like... Everyone's like, come on, let's do something. Trying to figure that out. And this dude's having, like, fucking poetic soliloquies, like, at the gate before the orcs come in. And I'm just, like, not with it, bro. Like, snap, snap, snap awake, tap in, look alive. This isn't the time. Also, he gets killed fairly quickly in Return of the King. Yeah. In the battle. I think he lasts a while. while. the, The chant, like, going into it is just death. He's like getting his dudes like, all right, we're all going to die. Death! 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 (laughs) And like, the writers of Rohan are just like, yeah, death! And I'm just like, Bro, you be to to battle Let's for go. for humanity like nothing. Like no, he's death? like, no, we're we're gonna die, <laughs> like guys. All right, so Theoden fucking no, no. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him a yes, dude. I fuck with Theoden's lines. He's got some dope lines. I'm a sucker for soliloquies. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, so yes, you were talking about how uh, at first Theoden is just like an old ass man, and we got our boy Grima Wormtongue 
warming his fucking. He's a crusty dude. What a this name, was, Worm This was tongue. the OG incel. My dude just wanted to fuck his niece. <laughs> was that what he? What he? He wasn't related to them. No, like, no, no. He was okay, just okay. he was just some dude that advised him. But like he literally was just like, uh, Aowen like pinned him up against the wall. He's like. For far too long, you have shadowed my sister. And then he like, and he's just at like looking too. at her. He's he like, like straight up looking. He's at still her. doing it. He's still checking <laughs> yeah, her out. At this moment, in you're the still in doing the it. exact moment, he's just like, "Yep." I <laughs> thought this guy was Mark Hamill when I first saw. Him. So <laughs> interesting fact: this uh, the actor. I mean, honestly, yeah, at that at that age, yeah, uh, he was actually played by a, a guy named Brad uh, Dorif, um, who you might remember is the serial killer in um, uh, the first Chucky movie. Oh, the first really? child's play. He's oh, the guy. Yes. He's the dude who's like soul. Like he's a serial killer who dies, he's and his soul turns into other movies as like just creepy roles. Yeah, yeah. He's got. The, he's been typecast. It's like a creep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Grim and Worm Tongue does he fuck? No, no, no. Hell like no. that's literally his whole character he's, arc. Yeah, is that he yeah. Doesn't literally, fuck. he's dying not. to fuck. Um. All right. So what about uh, our boy Eowyn? The sort of uh, you know she's trying to get Aragorn, but you know she's. I will say, friend zone so hard. She is friend zone. She got friend zone hard as fuck, and then like she has like the most like stereotypical like feminist meme (laughs) ever. Like she's fighting the witch king. The witch king's like, no man can slay me, and she's like, I am no man, and she takes off her helmet, and she's like, (sighs) that should probably hit in two thousand three though. Dude, what's crazy is if that movie came out now, there'd be so many fucking, like, people just like, oh, Lord of the Rings went whoa. It's straight <laughs> like, up that Avengers fucking endgame yeah. scene where it's like, hey, here come all the aunties. It's like, like it's that scene, but 20 years previously. Hey, but you know what? I'm glad I'm glad. Well, you know what? It's still alive. It went hard, dude. She fucks. She killed the she witch fucks. king. She fucks. She killed fucks. the witch king. She fucks. She, she fucks harder than a lot of these She characters. stabs the fucking witch king in the face, dude. Dude. <laughs> what a way wild. to do what it. A, like, like, I was thinking, like, cut his head off or something like that, and she no. goes, like, full, like... Stabs him into the mouth and then causes him to implode. You can't even see in there. You don't even know what you're stabbing. Like, that's, yeah. that's badass. I mean, Mary did, did some, he did some of the, the work, too. You know, he got him down. You know. So real quick, I mean, yeah, she definitely fucks. But let's talk about the Witch King. What do y'all think? I remember when I was a kid, I used to think the Witch King was just Sauron, and he basically is like the closest you could get to a physical manifestation. But he is like his own dude. Yeah. But he's the dude that wears his old helmet and armor and shit. So. Well, that's his own helmet and armor. That's not. Sauron. But it looks like Sauron's. I, looks you like know, Sauron's, it's his style. It's in the style of Sauron. He fucks. The Witch King fucks. Witch King. Yeah. Fu- he literally is flying a fell beast in like some badass armor. And, like, fucking everyone up. So, I'm going to say... I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> I think you already know where this is going. The Nazgul are not as cool as, uh... Alright, you know. I didn't know you were going to go there. The Nazgul are pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I just mean they look ugly. They look weird. Well, yeah. That, they look they're, like, they're fucking wraiths. They look like a mix between... Are they are the Nazgul the ring wraiths, or yes, are they yes, the dragons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're the ring wraiths. Okay, I'm talking about the dragons. Oh. Those are fell beasts. Okay. There's a, there's a name for them. Yeah. Uh, the name of the Nazgul. No, the Nazgul fuck. Like, they, they're badass. The Cloaks, the like whole skeletal fingers. Oh, I'm down with that. Yeah, they're fell beast. Yeah, There's a name for the them. dragons themselves. Like not doing it for me, man. But I will say the Witch King. Yeah, he definitely. I fucks. like I like the dragons because they look kind of like like fucking like just like snakes. They look wings. like like brontosauruses, but like they're they're like they're like ugly. They're not majestic like a dragon. Like no. they look like some type of like deformed I mean, like cousin of a dragon, and like that's cool because like they're essentially deformed like. 
men. That look, that probably worked in two thousand three or whatever. But I'm living in the in the realm of like Daenerys Stormborn, uh, you Martin. know, the unburnt. Like so, like that's that's not doing it for as far as a drag as far as a winged beast. That's not hitting for me. I mean, that's but, yeah, that's not like I mean, they're 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 kind not of, dragons. Though. They're like half dragons, they're you know, wyverns. Are they even wyverns? Big vicious lizards with wings. That even can fly. wyverns should look more badass than that. Yeah. But whatever. That's this isn't about those like flying beasts. Uh, the Witch King fucks. Yes, for yeah. sure. He was about to clean Gandalf's fucking clock. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> in that moment. He didn't even, like, have to destroy his staff, like, physically. He was just like, bing! Yeah, he did that shit fucking from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, so. zapped his staff. Like, like a wizard's staff, I was dude. fully... I wish you could have seen my face. I was fully shook in that moment. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, what? Pippin, for a second, was like, oh, I'm gonna get him. And then, like, he's just like, never mind. Like, Pippin he, he, just takes, like, like, he takes, like, a step. Yeah, Pippin, like, fully got ghosts. He was like, I'm the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gandalf, you're on your own. I will say, it's it's pretty wild that, like, uh, Eowyn just kind of washed the floor with this dude, though, when he rolled up. Like, uh, I mean, he got one really good hit on yeah, her. Yeah, no, Eowyn, I don't know if she, if she, she... She cut the fucking head of the fucking... The, yeah, the she hell. did chop that head, like, four fucking times. Oh, okay, of the, of the beast. Yeah, yeah, she did, she did, but, she like... She had some he help was, with the Witch King. Yeah, he was giving her the business. She got a she summons was, on that. She was doing the best to defend herself and stand her ground, but, like, yeah, Mary came in. Mary? Yes. I forget who... who Mary. Who hit the Witch King with the arrows? I forget. He got know. fucked up, then it kneeled down, and then she stabbed it in the face. No, no, no. Mary fucking hit him with the sword. Stabbed him in the back, and he yeah. got his arms at because he was a man. Yeah. Oh. And, like, he fell back, and then she was like, I'm no man, and stabbed and him in the stabs face. him right in the face. So, yeah, like, Mary is. did some of the legwork, but, like, yeah, she 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 finished the deal. Hey, but I'm, glad Mary, I'm glad Mary got his, his hit in, though. He did, you know? he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how many hobbits can say that? Exactly. So, the Witch King fucks, uh, all right. For sure. Golem. Doing? Stupid fact, Hobbit. ruins it. All right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something here. I was a little bit. I got a lot of thoughts about Gollum. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it, but like first movie, I was almost like, where the fuck is Gollum? Like I didn't realize he was not in that first movie as much. Second movie, you pretty much spend the entire time. He's with a him. main character. Yeah, he's like a main main character, and like I fucking. I fuck with Gollum, bro. Whoa. I bro. fuck with Gollum, bro. All right, so as an ex-bouncer, <laughs> I have thrown this dude. <laughs> this, this is the angle this, that you're This at? exact dude out of the bar probably 300 times. Like, I, this whole genre of dude, I have, like, fist fought so many fucking times. Like... I can't even fucking tell you. Like, I just got out of jails, I did. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this genre of dude. I'm not fucking with it. Gotta get a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Shitting on the bathroom floor. No, what? Like, 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 shambles. <laughs> can I get a shorts again? Can we get a shorts? I can't uh, do a good go. And then, like, oh, call me a stupid, like, basically call me a stupid fat hobbit. And then, like... I literally had one time, like, this guy tried to stab me at the bar, and I took his bicycle, and I threw, I beat, I beat his, his ass, bicycle, his I threw bicycle. him out the door, I beat his ass, threw him out the door, 
took his knife, threw it in the parking lot, and then I picked up his bicycle and I threw it over <laughs> the interstate wall and I made him walk to wherever the fuck he was pause, going. Pause, <laughs> full stop. The guy who tried to stab you at the bike pulled up on a bicycle. Pulled up on the bicycle, <laughs> tried to stab me in the bar. I fucked, I like fucking hit him with the- a four-piece combo, fucking <laughs> threw him outside on the fucking pavement, took his knife, threw it somewhere, and then I picked up his bicycle, walked it across the street, and threw it over the interstate wall. Uh, I'm just gonna say, man, I feel for Gollum. Like, I, you know, there's some friendliness nah, dude, that fuck, I have. Fuck like, Gollum, like, bro. Man, he's he's had a tough. He's been dealt a hard hand, man. He's been dealt. He's a still rough cutting hand, your bro. fucking AC's copper out, and you sitting in a hot house because of him. I think yeah. there's an argument to be made <laughs> that if Frodo didn't turn turn Gollum into Faramir and like, you know, the forces of fucking Gondor, that Gollum would have. Would it stay true? No, Gollum no, was no, no, no. Gollum was definitely from the very beginning meant. The only reason he was taking them to Mount Doom was ju- was definitely just because he was trying to like. It's kind of weird that he follows them so long. You think they he would have just cut their throats in their sleep or something? Really like that? Well, they were trying. They were try- He was trying to. That's yeah, when yeah. They, they surprised. They him took shifts he- though. Yeah, yeah. Basically, but like he, you know, that's his whole thing is he just wants to get them killed from the he very was beginning. Tortured man. He was. He's tortured. tortured. Yeah, yeah, give you that. You know, the ring did a number on him. And yeah, but. My, but my boy, scene. my boy from the start, literally two uh, Return of the King opens with him as a normal. Well, I wouldn't say normal because even the, then he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, like. he literally chokes his friend to death for the ring, and he doesn't even know what the ring is yet. His, his cousin. cousin. His cousin. His cousin. <laughs> Yeah, dude. They were cousins. Gollum's a tricky one. <laughs> but before we call it on Gollum, though, shout out to your boy Andy Circus, man. No matter how yeah. you feel about Gollum, this is Gollum, this dude. This is an epic. This is an incredible performance. My like, dude honestly. had to have done heroin as like, <laughs> like fucking like. Um, he had some drug use. He had to have done bad. heroin or at least like fucking like hung out with a dude for six months before doing this role for i sure. felt for gollum in this movie anytime where they like roughed him up a little extra hard i felt a little bad he did not turn out in the end you know <laughs> bad seed turns out <laughs> but uh all right I, all right all right yeah i felt for gollum but no. what are you gonna say no <laughs> doesn't fuck no, certainly not same like I'm, i have <laughs> i have mixed feelings about gollum i do feel kind of bad for him but, like, he's definitely, like, no matter how you feel about him, he's not fucking. No, <laughs> like, absolutely no way. not. No, absolutely not. He's the no, least fucking of any of these characters. Yeah, for sure. He's the least fucking. No, You're supposed to feel bad for him. No dick energy at all from Gollum. <laughs> I, hate, I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> not a dick to be spoken for. <laughs> like, do you think he had a dick under? No, because he's... He has a loin call, dude. On, he's right? got a dick under there. Did you think like Frodo and Sam sometimes just like God damn? He's like, got he's got a little G. Yeah, Sam under there. literally did that for two movies. Was just like every time he turned around, he was like God damn. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> Sam was not fucking with Gollum at all. But every like time we Gollum- really got this motherfucker vibing with us. Like <laughs> every time like they're ahead, like you ever think like they were climbing a mountain and Gollum just up there and just fo- like he's not wearing underwear underneath that loin cloth. No, no, they they peaked. They they snuck some peaks. You there. saw they, Gollum they, dick. Bro. I mean, well, yeah, they yeah. saw some Gollum. Dick. It's just like when Chris is wearing them shorts there too. <laughs> short and his balls like pop out the side like yeah. they, they saw some of that yeah that for sure man. all right so uh <laughs> let's keep it moving let's keep it moving uh while we're on the, the saruman saruman played by sir christopher lee love this guy <laughs> like, dope performance dope character yeah dope oh, actor f- funny tidbit when uh he gets stabbed by grima War- mm. warm tongue he actually um, got stabbed. <laughs> well, no, he talked um, Peter Jackson into like doing the way he got stabbed differently because 
he used to be in British secret services and like World War Two, he was basically a, an assassin spy. He's killed and people. actually stabbed people in the back and murdered them. He's like, no, no, no. And Mr. he was Jackson. like, he literally was talking through. He was like, when you stab someone in the back in the lung, this they don't is go how, like, oh, this is how this is the noise they make. So like he like, um, <laughs> what's the thing where you like you change the scene up and Impro- improvise? He improvised yeah. the scene to like the way he like breathed. And his death, like, from, like, real-life experience of him killing people. Peter Jackson's I'm, I'm just weak. going... Yeah. He, <laughs> so, so uh, Christopher he literally, Lee is just, he, like... There's literally, like, video recording of him, like, taking Peter Jackson to the side. He's like... They're like, cut! No, no, no. Like, this is how a dude sounds he's when like, you stab, when you him stab a man in his back and penetrate through the lung. The sound it makes, it's more of a gurgling. Yes. Silent like, sound. It's, and Peter Jackson's just like, oh, he's yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah, okay, fuck yeah, it, yeah, do, do it. Do whatever you <laughs> <Yeah>. want, dude. <laughs> just, just like, oh, God, like, you're going to kill me next? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you, you whatever can go you got to do, bro. And also, also, my boy played Count Dooku. Yeah, true, true. Dude, also played a foundational horror movie uh, actor. He played in a lot of, like, the old Hammer films, which are, like, a basically, like, this. there was, like, this British uh, horror studio that just made, like, new versions of Frankenstein, Dracula, The Mummy, all of this shit, all their whole other movies. Your boy comes from straight-up horror. Your boy was, like, a straight-up, like, just killer in the fucking army. I mean, uh, and uh, shit. 007, James Bond. My dude killed Nazis. Literally was based on... It was written by... What was his cousin or something? It was the person who first wrote the 007, but based on Christopher Lee... Yeah. Like him. Like one of the major influences for him. And also, like, he's the only person involved with this this entire film trilogy that actually met J.R.R. Tolkien. Wild. Insanity, dude. R.I.P. Our boy. Just, I mean, we barely even talked about Saruman, and do we really need to? Saruman's the evil Gandalf, and he's like, he sucks as a person. There's literally no physical. He got he got fucking pieced up by some fucking trees, dog. (laughs) Let's get into it. So Saruman, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Saruman fucks though. Because just purely off of Christopher oh, Lee's energy. He was literally spinning Gandalf like a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was yeah Saruman fucked Gandalf Saruman had to, like, right. die and come back to life just to... I mean, Gandalf never even really fucked him up. Gandalf never got his he hits back outside. in. He went outside, I'm not gonna lie. Gandalf he just talked to a moth and then flew away on the <laughs> eagle. I don't like the way Saruman went out. He went out pretty sad, you know. Just Dropped got stabbed his orb and, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stabbed by fucking Grimma Worm. They grinded into the ground. Yeah, like. fully. They just let that thing fully turn on your boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, they didn't give a fuck about his body at all. Dropped his fucking <laughs> orb and everything. Uh, but he fucks. He definitely fucks. He definitely, definitely fucks. fucks. All right, so let's get to it. The uh, Really, the, the, the real uh, enemy of Saruman in the end. Boy, Treebeard and the Ents. Talking, walking trees. I love... The ends, dude. I love Treebeard. They were great. They were fun. They were a fun time. Um, I don't they know were fun. Fuck. They literally just stood in silence for like twenty minutes, and they were like, "Well, we just introduced each other." I feel like that's all extended shit. Like, I feel like that was not in the movie. <laughs> uh, a good amount of that is, but yeah, the, the actual conversations and anything like that. Yeah, that's yeah. not. But now, nah, dude, Treebeard. I fuck with Treebeard and the ends because, like, their whole thing is all, like. They are just nature. They're nature talking. And the idea of, like, how uh, Saruman has destroyed all this land yeah. and damaged them, it's very clear. And we're going to get into maybe a little bit more context later. But, like, your boy J.R.R. Tolkien, he fought in World War One, which was, like, the first war, like, post, like, like a fully industrialized war. Yeah. Where they had, like, tanks and machine guns that could tear That's people apart. That's the first war where they're like, we can kill a whole lot of people at once. Exactly. And also, just in general, like, he was an English author. The, the sort of... the 
Industrial Revolution started in England, and that was a major theme throughout a lot of the, like, 19th century leading up to him, and he was, like, a scholar of all this shit. So, like, and I don't mean to get on my literary nerd shit, but, like, definitely Treebeard is, like, meant to represent the sort of way that, like, the industrialized world is encroaching on the natural world and defacing it, and Treebeard's whole, like, vengeance against him. When you see the fucking trees roll up, the water drowns out fucking Isengard. because yeah, we didn't mention that, like, uh, Saruman and Isengard kind of represent, like, industry. Yeah. And, like, um... Because, like, they literally, they the way they create the Urukai is, like, they basically, like, dig out, like, they, they coal, make a coal mine, essentially, and just, like, grow these dudes in the fucking mud. <laughs> And burn trees for burn the fire for, for the, the fuel. Fire. Yeah, that's yeah. the fucking weirdest shit. Uh, that they're just growing dudes down there. That, like that, badass that's what's dudes. Next. That's too. what's next, dude. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So real, real quick. Treebeard definitely fucks. Mm. I mean, I know he's a tree. He so fucks. He fucks. He fucks. All right, all right, all right. He fucked up Isaac. Yo, he trees did, he did. literally. He jizz. wasn't about that life at first. Though. Trees literally jizz on our cars for three months every year. There it's it terrible, is. dude. Uh, like trees be fucking. So here's the last character before we get into some of our controversies. These orcs, baby. I love these orcs. So this is like practical effects. Yeah, to hold the up, fucking dude, yes, dude. Every time they showed like an orc just fucking like, they're, 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 like, like you know these dudes' whole existence is just pain and misery. Like they just like yeah. look meek. Like they remind me of my boy, or overly <laughs> strong. Well, some some of them are like the, the little weak, like oh, you may, 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 but the, the Urukai are the like Urukai the Urukai definitely like, look like they're fucking they're max in life. Yeah, but like the orcs, the little just like oh, mates on the menu, <laughs> mates back on the menu, Dude, boys. The makeup, like I know that well, there's like a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. You can imagine it took a long time to put on all that makeup, but like the makeup holds up so well. It looks like there's just an orc. There. It doesn't look like a dude in a mask or anything. They hold up so well. I could not, like, I could not, like, imagine, like, being in a room and, like, those dudes rolling up at me talking about, like, yeah. they're going to eat my leg. Like, <laughs> I'll get be some meat. Some terrified. He don't need his legs, do he? He don't need his legs, do he? <laughs> the orcs are also, like, dumb as fuck too that's like their main thing is like they even like when they have that one orc the one's got like his eye all fucked up in return of the king oh yeah, the, the tumor the tumor growing over his that eye. was the smartest orc the it, one from goonies yeah yeah <laughs> it looks like the dude oh from goonies, yeah, yeah. yeah for real uh hey, you guys. and by the way shout out to um like i've been fucking with orcs like a little extra hard because i've been playing uh the game shadow of mordor and sort of, it was on Game Pass in that, preparation the, and preparation for this. And that game essentially is held up by the orcs. Yeah, it's just orc city. Like, and the orcs, do they fuck? I mean, it's weird. I mean, I mean, nah, right? No, but I'm, but no, but yes, sort of. It's weird. No. The orcs don't fuck. These are little fucking hobgoblin ass motherfuckers with deformities destroying the earth. Yeah, they fuck. I don't know, man. They're all like dumb as fuck. Like you said the other night, like they're all like they've got like. NPC but they're they're energy. just like a horde but of like sick. monsters, right? <laughs> like they're sick. Like they like they all look fucking black metal. As they fuck. look bad at like. Yeah. They, I mean, like they look horrible. Yeah, like, yeah. But dude, I swear, like I've been like Resident Evil Eight. The fucking like werewolves in that game are just orcs. Like an iconic design, just like an ugly ass deformed dude. Like I don't know. All right. I'm going to say fuck. All right, so y'all ready? We're, we're going kind of long, and uh, we got some more shit we're going to get into. That was just all the characters. But before we break into our next segment about, like, kind of breaking down this movie, let's take a real quick break, and then we'll come back with some fresh shit. Yeah, y'all, the heat is coming after the this. The heat is on. Be right back. 
And we are back. <coughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> look, baby, this is we talking about the characters, we talking about all the, all that stuff, but look, this is the the good times are killing us podcast. So we gotta get into the controversy, baby. Yeah, there's a, there's a good amount to talk about here. Like I know to a lot of people, the Lord of the Rings, and and to me included, you know, the Lord of the Rings is sort of this like powerhouse sort of thing. But there's controversies here to talk about. Do not be afraid. So we're gonna start off real light. Uh, you know, we've all watched the extended versions uh, this time around, but I know that most. I mean, I know that Kaitan and I have definitely seen the theatrical versions, and you watched some of them. I watched uh, Two Towers theatrical version the other night. Like, so, uh, wh- how do we feel about this 11 and a half hour extended version versus the, what, uh, eight and some change hour? Uh, 100% extended. Yeah. I, as someone who, I think I have a unique perspective as someone who had not seen these movies before, but I think I would still go extended, man. It's a long journey. It's a tall order, dude. Like, There's so much extra story shoved in those extended Yeah. Man. But, like I said, I watched Two Towers the other night, uh, the theatrical version, just because, like, we were on vacation when we watched it. I was, like, really, really drunk. And I was like, I don't know if I gathered all of it, so let me just watch. Let me watch it again, rewatch it, but I don't want to watch that full deal. So I watched the the theatrical version, and I was kind of surprised that, like, I really noticed a lot of the missing parts. And uh, a lot of them didn't seem like just bonus scenes. Like, they seemed like stuff that really added story to it and things that like were noticeably missing on my second watch there's a lot of um especially character development in the extended editions i think that if you're just wanting to like watch lord of the rings i don't think it's wrong to watch the theatrical versions i think that like what was cut out of the extended editions doesn't take away from the thematic intensity of everything um but if you want to really fully experience this, like yeah, what you get, you gotta watch the extended editions. But it's not. I I wouldn't shame someone for having just seen the theatrical version. As a first time watcher, I say if you're watching it for the first time, watch the extended edition. Just thug it out, break it up, you know. But you're gonna get more of the story. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read the books or anything, so I don't know like what's left out. But I definitely felt like I had a more complete knowledge of the story by watching the extended when I when I went back and rewatched the theatrical version. And also, there is something very like regal about just being like, all right, let's watch a three and a half hour movie first. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's wild. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with extended. But again, I don't shame you, Kitan. You got any thoughts I, on this? Extended all day, man. It's 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 the it's the way it was intended. To I be. did hear for Return of the King that the extended may not be as necessary. I think uh, I've heard that, but um, I haven't watched that theatrical version yet, so I can't really say. All right, so here's another big one. You know, we have a series called Does It Hold Up, and we're not gonna really ask that about this, but there is one major point where you can kind of ask yourself: Do these special effects hold up? This is a movie made. 20 years ago think about like the first harry potter movies think about the matrix movies think about the star wars movies those movies i think hold up pretty well but there's certain things that are missing does what about these ones though i'm gonna say dude i think so yeah i think i think they definitely hold up and a lot of it uh a lot of it comes from the shit that we talked about on the thing episode is just the the use of practical effects yeah like they use cgi in these movies definitely and it was a very new thing at the time but like 
they're not as heavy on it as they could have been. They're not like uh, Phantom Menace with it. Yeah, definitely not. You know, like uh, and and this and the light use of it still holds up. Honestly, what's great is like I when I was a kid, I watched like all the uh, the special features of these, and like I don't know if it's really still like this now, but like say for example, if they were to get like a fire effect or a water effect, those are things that are really hard to recreate digitally. So they'd basically like shoot fire, like they like with a, a green screen behind it, and like have it like move it in a certain type of way to like go with the action of the scene and just put that on top of something else. Like you're seeing like real textures photographed onto digital objects. Not all the time. Like for example, the, the, the hell race or whatever, uh, like you, you can't do that that way. But even those dude, it's kind of crazy. There's like five moments throughout the entire trilogy where I've been like, Oh, that's kind of old. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think these. This is a special time in uh, movies where, like, they were, they were mixing practical effects with the limited use of CGI that they had at the time, and they just work. Like, yeah. like, like I've said a couple times in this episode, like, big shades of like those early Harry Potter movies that I felt yeah. from watching these movies. Like, and it makes sense because they were doing the same type of thing with the, they were using more practical effects for the magic stuff. And less digital stuff because it was a time when that shit was just too expensive. And, yeah. and these franchises were still like, you know. Well, for this, they went all out. This well, was like, yeah, this this was like was the most expensive budget. movie yeah. ever made when it came out. I mean, it was the entire trilogy was more expensive than any other single movie, but still. Yeah. Uh, but all right. So one, one other thing about that is like Gollum, the biggest special effect. Okay. It's crazy how much he holds So up. I will say Gollum and Fellowship oh, yeah, was yeah. trash. Yeah. But Gollum... And the last two movies was amazing. Like, that's still, to this day, like, that looks like a fucking crackhead. Like, to me, these movies still look just as good, if not, honestly, usually better than, like, the modern Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. That Star Wars looked- movies, I think, hold up a little bit better, but Marvel movies have a little well, bit even, of cheap Well, even the effects. newer Star Wars movies went back to the practical effects. Yeah, yeah. those. that's why those did so well, yeah, yeah. for sure. At least but, in terms yeah, of that, Mar- in that Marvel area. Marvel movies, like, I look at that shit now, and it, like... It doesn't make me sick to my stomach, but like, there's just something about it that j- I'm just like, man, this looks like shit. Watch that scene yeah. in Avengers. Thanos where, looks dumb. Yeah, watch <laughs> that scene in Avengers where Hulk like smashes Loki like seven times in a row, and it it's it looks rough. It looks yeah, yeah. Rough. And that dude, wasn't even dude, that long She Hulk looks rough. Uh, hey, well, that's another look, story. Yeah, yeah. We get into that, but like, yeah. So let's. All right, so. Honestly, up to this point, we've been having fun, guys. We've been talking about Lord of the Rings. We've been talking about the fun little questions, but hey. Here's something that is a little bit of a heavy one. Was J.R.R. Tolkien, a British man from the early 20th century, was he racist? So let's maybe explain a little bit. Kitan, you want to get into this a little bit? Like why? Because some people probably totally left field with that one. Yes. I don't know if you guys really know much about like dwarven lore, but like Gimli, like you see a couple dwarves in this movie is outside of Gimli. Like there's like three at like the meeting um, when they're forming the fellowship, but like dwarves are like the short, stout, greedy people. Dug too deep into the earth. Dug too deep into the earth. Like they're all about gold and precious minerals, and they have these giant fucking noses, and they're just greedy little fucking crotch goblins. <laughs> and I mean, back then, like if you look at Nazi propaganda, it's always a big giant. Jewish person with fucked up teeth, like wringing their hands over gold. So there was a lot of like allegory to like Jews that could be said. Not, I'll yeah. say, I don't know if like you could like blatantly say that J.R.R. Tolkien was really depicting the dwarves at Jew as Jews, but like 
you can definitely see. There where, are like, people that say that. Yeah, it, the, it's and, some. There's something there. I don't know, man. I feel like if I if when I watched this movie, I didn't get that at all. Like I wasn't thinking that at all. So yeah. like, well, that's you know, how dog whistles go, baby. I know, I know, well, but like maybe we're the ones bringing it up now. You know. Well, I definitely think people... like with Peter Jackson's interpretation, like, yeah, definitely. I don't think he set out for that, but like. You reading the book in like the 1950s, like you could probably in your head, like if, if you're that going. type of person, like you definitely be like, oh yeah, well, yeah. If you means the Jews, like, it's it's kind of like you know, if you're a hammer, you all you see is nails, sort of thing. Though, like yeah. I do think I like apparently Gerald Tolkien like did specifically say that he was against allegory. Like people would say like, oh, like is this race supposed to represent this, or is this situation supposed to represent this historical event, yada yada yada. And he said that he was very much against that. In fact, there were like letters where he would like write about like uh, how much he hated. Adolf Hitler and he would say how like Jewish people were great which you know it, nowadays it would still look kind of weird for us to read he's like it's those Jews are doing sus. really great you know yeah, it's, I, it, but I've, I've always like hit on this joke because like it upsets Lord of the Rings people like I've I've always like when you like you do it the with pa- Harry Potter too well yeah well I mean <laughs> Harry Potter like that's another story, but like that is yeah. like straight up like I will die on that fucking hill. That so here's my thing is like there there are a lot of people that have like have interpreted it where yeah. um like each of the different races represent different religions specifically where like the elves are like Christianity or whatever and and the dwarves are the Jews they they embody those old stereotypes they're they're greedy and they they're rich and and then the the facial features from the Nazi propaganda and like here's the thing. Is maybe a little bit that bit a little bit of that did leak in. Apparently, there's a letter where at some point, like he does refer to the dwarves as being like Jews, like specifically those words. So, like a big thing with dwarves is like they lost their homeland. But he also has a lot of he. It's weird. He puts a lot of veneration into the dwarves, though yeah. their majesty. So, like here's the thing: is like maybe it did. Maybe a little bit of that just kind of snuck in because he was a person living at a, at a time and place and he was like taking in the world and context and ideas around him and maybe a little bit of that snuck in. But again, I don't think you like there's no reason to see that has an allegory. Yeah. You okay. can watch this and then be you can have no context and it does not mean anything. I think yeah. it's really easy to be like... It doesn't say anything about Jewish people. It's a really cheap to joke say. to be like, yeah, it's definitely talking about the Jews. Like, Jewish people. I, I don't like saying the Jews. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> I mean, painful. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's a... It's a but know, like, it's really easy to just be like that. But, like, I mean, yeah, there are things there. Like, the dwarves did lose their homeland. Like, they are, like, a people out of place. They do, like, Exiled. have some facial features and stuff from like old propaganda at the end of the day like i don't think J.R. tolkien wrote the dwarves as like a negative group of people like if to he represent jewish people he he definitely like there's definitely love for dwarves like they're really big in the hobbit like they're they're good characters and everything like that like it wasn't like he was like Nah, the dwarves are Jews, and I fucking hate them. Like, yeah, type definitely thing. not. Yeah, no. Like if he, if there was allegory, I don't think he meant it in a negative, like disrespectful way. Well, I'm saying so, it definitely wasn't al- well, allegory. Well, I'm, I'm just one. saying, like, if you argue that it was, if there was the argument for it being allegory, like it wasn't in a negative connotation. Yeah, e- yeah, so, yeah. True. Even yeah. if it, at that extreme. I mean, yeah. yeah it's uh, I, like some people may argue this point, and some people may think there's some correlations to be drawn. You know. I don't. I don't really think so. I don't. At least I don't think it was intentional. Right. Yeah. But we gotta ask the question though. While we're on that note, why only white people in these movies? Only only white people. Well, that. Okay, so that's uh yeah yeah 
Well, you know what? By the time people listen to this, the new uh, The Rings of Power TV show will be out. A big point of controversy for that movie with, I'm going to say neckbeards, to put it lightly, is like they don't like that it's got people that are not white. Yeah. Which is dumb. It's fantasy. Like, if this was a historical piece of, like, medieval England, like, okay, I I can understand why there might not be a black person in medieval England, like in 1100 AD or some shit like that. But like but this, this is a fantasy high, yeah, world, this is high fantasy. Like yeah. what? Why not? It why can't be, there? It be? could be whatever you want. And so I will say on that note that like I get why the books there were no black people. J.R.R. Tolkien was a guy in the fucking early late 30s and 40s writing these books. Just from England. Yeah, from England. So like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not giving him a pass, but yeah, of course he was writing a book from his perspective. He wasn't thinking about you know, people of color or anything. Just like there's no disabled people or anything like that in these books, really. Yeah. But, um, but the movies were made in the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I can, I can kind of, I think the argument that most people would say is, well, he's definitely drawing upon sort of iconography and ideas from like European history. So that's why it, it might seem more appropriate. But again, I guess it it does honestly somewhat boil down to a political kind of like question. But for me, I'm going to say if this movie, it made me feel weird this time around that there weren't any white people. Like it actually made me feel weird. That there weren't any like, that there were only white people. Yeah, that was, it's because again, honestly, it would make it feel like more of a fantasy. It makes it feel too much like it is like just Europe or England or some shit when it's not, it's middle earth. Yeah, it's, (laughs) there's, there's dragons and orcs and angels and demons like, you can't throw a black dude in there? <laughs> and Well, with all that being said, me and Payne did find the black dude in the whole trilogy. Oh, yeah. It, this was wild. Dude, you, <laughs> caught, you caught this. I honestly. caught it, dude. I mean, you know, you're always looking for your people. You know, I never noticed this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mark's just every movie ever, just like, just always scanning. You're just always scanning for black people around, you know. Like, when I go to uh, Ohio where Courtney's family stays in the oh, sticks, man, yeah. like, you know, like, I'm just like, it's like a robotic thing. You're just on scan. You're like, are there any of my people here? When there's no one else. Yeah. You know, are yeah. there any of my people here? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but um, yeah, <laughs> literally <laughs> in The Return of the King. At one hour and fifty eight seconds, y'all literally timestamp that Dude, shit. I mean, Jesus we had Christ. to, and we it's only to. like about that it's long. It's for too. about a millisecond. You see a black dude at the campfire vibing. At first, you see him like there, there's too much like darkness where you can't it's really dark. tell. You can't really tell, but the but then the light is cast upon him. And yeah, like, the fire goes. Oh, that's a hundred percent a black dude. Like I like before the light was cast, I was like, that looks like a black dude. Yeah, we paused it, looked at him with the light, and we we're like, yeah, that's. 100%. Definitely, yeah. y'all busted out the magnifying glass and like <laughs> the phone light. Like, is that a black dude? Yeah, we left a verified check mark on it. I, I will say they'll probably. I would. I would. I actually probably assume he might be like Maori or Asian. Yeah, but given, he, he given New Zealand where this was shot and the yeah, extras, true, but true. you know, but definitely not white. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the question is like, you mean to tell me there ain't no black people in New Zealand? Tons, tons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they really just got whites. Well, one thing I'll say, this is something I, I've thought about a little bit with this, like even from the political angle, some people still might not even buy it. 
Um, I've heard that, and this is the argument that really kind of freaks me out. That's really saw some people say like, oh, it's because they're in the northern area. And when you think about geographically, it's like, bitch, there's elves, there's hobbits, there's yeah. fucking mortal. Like, come on, shut the fuck up. Trees are literally walking and talking and marching. And again, like, yes. Yeah, Ghosts! <laughs> and like, again, I think that generally a good place to land on would be like, if something is like to, meant to be historically accurate, like, yeah, it, it would make sense. If you have a movie in like Africa, it's going to have black people in it. If it's in yeah. Asia, yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, I mean... I thought about this even with, like, Shakespeare, because, like, again, I'm, your boy's a little bit of a literature nerd. Uh, like, I recently saw a version of uh, Macbeth, the exact same script, that's how all the Shakespeare movies are, starring Denzel Washington, and that is actually based on a historical person. There was a, his name's, like, Macbeth Al-Alid or something like that. It was, like, some Scottish dude. And, but, like, so you, even then, maybe you could say, like, oh, well, it's historically inaccurate, but, like, so there comes a point where a story and its themes are so much more universal and important than any of that. Like, at that point, Macbeth, no, Macbeth is not really a story about Scotland, and Lord of the Rings is not even really a story about Europe. Like, it's just, at it's all. a fantasy story at Dude, all. Yeah. Even, even Dungeons and just Dragons influence. has, like, made, like, wheelchairs lore-friendly to, like, be more inclusive. Like, you literally can, like, write your character for D&D as, like, being disabled in a wheelchair, like, you, yourself, like... Like so, you can make efforts to be like it's it's literally fantasy. Any like you have magic and shit going around. You can do whatever the fuck you want in it. Like why can't you just add like some hey guys, other people? Hey guys, representation yeah. is important. Yeah, and that's it. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Like if if you like if all of this is bullshit to you and you're just like no no no, it just it's, suck my dick. If it really ruins the immersion <laughs> for you, I'm sorry. Like. No matter how you slice it, that is racist. Yeah. Like, to watch a movie like this and be like, there, to be, a, come on, I, let me stop. I don't want to be, I don't want to go full, like, you know. Yeah, you feel us. Like, you know, yeah. a little bit of representation could have happened in these movies. And, yeah. like, you know, these are great movies. They're big, epic movies. They're fun. We could have got something. Big old movies, something. man. This and big. I, and I hope to see. I, I do hope to see a little more in in the Rings of Power show, the Amazon show. I hope that soon. Rings of Power sticks the landing <laughs> like hard on all fronts, just to like. Yeah, because if it that. doesn't, like that's just gonna be fuel to the fire. Exactly. Like, see, this is what we were complaining about, dude. Yeah. I can watch it now. I can totally fucking fully watch it now. Comes on Friday. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. There it is. We got She Hulk. We're gonna watch this together. We got Rings Ugh. of Power Friday. She Hulk is. We got a little, fucking um, uh, uh, House of the Dragon on Sunday. This is a great time to be alive, guys. There it is. All right, y'all. So we're we're wrapping it up on now. So it is worth mentioning. Uh, you know, before we ask the final question, is this the one film franchise to rule them all? We gotta talk a little bit about like the parameters of that. Yeah. Because there are a lot of other there's Lord other, of the Rings movies. There's other movies, guys. <laughs> like, I mean, let's go and kick it off with, like, the original movies. So there was a uh, an animated movie based on The Hobbit that came out in 1977 by Rankin Bass. I think it's a pretty popular movie. G- great film. Great it's film. good. Yeah, it's got, it doesn't hold up by mo- like in the same way that, like, a Disney movie would from that time period. But it's it's good. Um, and then our boy Ralph Bakshi, who shout out all the way back to our furries episode. Ralph Bakshi is the guy that uh, created Fritz the Cat. He usually did like very like scumbag <laughs> animated movies. He did his own version of Lord of the Rings in 1978 that was based on uh, the Fellowship of the Ring and most of the Two Towers, or a little bit of the Two Towers. Fantastic! I love the fucking animation of that. They use the rotoscope shit. Dude, I hate it. This shit looks <laughs> so fucking trippy, and like the fucking orcs are like terrifying looking. Okay, like I love it. It might be the time. It might have been, like, you being young when you saw it. Like, I watched this movie, like, not too long ago. 
And I was just like, this Does, sucks. doesn't hold up. It stinks. Yeah, it, it, it does looks, not hold it, up. It looks it like it comes from like a different era. It looks yeah. like completely alien to you, and that's why I like it so much. I admire a part about it because like the Lord of the Rings was long considered something that like you couldn't make a movie out of. And Ralph Bakshi was like, All right, I'm gonna do a whole bunch of new film techniques to make combine an animated movie with the real movie. And apparently Peter Jackson drew a couple there's a couple scenes from this movie that he like kind of was influenced by. So Ralph Bakshi merged like a, a fellowship and towers a little bit for this movie. yeah yeah wow. but what's crazy is like it did not hit off like that hard he did not want to do it again i think actually i think it was pretty critically acclaimed but he didn't want to do another one but then you know you've only done like half of this trilogy so then out of nowhere and i think a lot not a lot of people know about this uh rankin bass the same directors that made the hobbit they came in and finished it with the return of the king movie 1980 which has the same animation from the hobbit which the animation of the hobbit is way different from the Ralph Bakshi movies. Yeah. I remember it being entertaining. It was cool to see those scenes in a, in a different way, but, you know, I'd watch it if you're a big fan, but it, you don't need to. But, uh, all right, so we're going to wrap all these together. We're not going to talk about each of these. There's also, this is sad, man. Ten years after The Lord of the Rings, your boy Peter Jackson, the same producers, a lot of the same actors, came together to do the Hobbit trilogy. In 2012, 13, and 14. <laughs> don't sound so excited. <laughs> they took one book, dragged it out into three movies. I've never seen these films all the way through. They've always been playing in the background at work, like on the, the TV, while like I'm doing CPR on a dying dog. Like I see the fucking dude from the British office like being a hobbit. And like I did not like what I saw. Dude, I, I saw um the first one, An Unexpected Journey in 2012 with my mom, because that's who I saw like The Return of the King with. And both of us were just like, this isn't it, dude. It's just like... What is it? What's they wrong? tried to make the dwarves sexy, too, which I thought was really weird. Yeah, they added in new characters. I mean, again... <clears throat> I mean, there's mention of dwarf women. In the... No, no, like, the dudes, they, they try to make oh. them really handsome and, like, good-looking. Oh. Dude, like, looks... they put a lot of, like, like soft facial features on these dwarves. It's too polished, dude. It's too clean. The it's original weird. Lord of the Rings movies, they feel like you're in this raw, like, terrible, like, world that's, like, on the brink of apocalypse, and it feels dirty. These movies, they look like a fucking, like, polished-ass video game um I, I never saw the desolation of smog honestly i straight up just didn't see it but i did randomly see the, the last one the battle of the Far five armies again the original lord of the rings books were like like 10 times the size collectively than the hobbit book and they these movies got more time than a single one of the lord of the rings book that's crazy they had to add in Same. so much extra shit so my reason for why these movies are bad is because they extended it too much and also like the tone is just fucked up, dude. Like, cause they're the like, tone's wrong. the Hobbit is a children's book. Like it is nowhere near as epic or as serious as the Lord of the Rings. And they try to like play it up so much in these movies and they extend it when it's just not like that. It just does not hit. It sometimes it wants to be epic. Sometimes it wants to be playful. It just feels, it's just sad, dude. I've never heard, I haven't watched these movies. I mean, but I've never heard like a good thing about them. It's a tragedy, dude. I wish. Apparently, Guillermo del Toro was originally supposed to make a Hobbit movie. It's really? supposed to be a two-part. That would have been way better, dude. Peter Jackson, I love him. He would have done but... some weird, like, fucking practical effect shit, and it would have been fucking dope as shit. Dude, the fucking trolls through Guillermo del Toro? Yes. That would have been so sick, mm. dude. What could have been? Hellboy 2, like, speaking of uh, Guillermo... Guillermo <laughs> del Toro? Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> the fucking, like, the fantasy element uh, in Hellboy 2... 
Like, because that's got a lot to do with, like, uh, elves and uh, trolls and shit. Like, that's some of the best, like, representation I've seen of, like, trolls and elves in a film. Like, that shit hits. And if he had done The Hobbit, that would have been so fucking dope. All right, y'all. So, uh, let's get on to it, y'all. We're we're running late. So, the original question of this, is this the one film franchise to rule them all? Again, let's be clear here. The reason we brought up all those other movies is because we're not going to count those, really. Because... Really, the whole Lord of the Rings movie franchise is not great, actually, overall, but just the trilogy. Just the trilogy against, like, Harry Potter, Star Wars, the power of it, how it holds up, its timeless themes. Does it outshine every other film franchise like this? Now, when you put it like that, you know, it's a harder question to answer, but I will say, I think, yeah, man. I think, like, the fans, and now this isn't... Nowhere near is this my favorite franchise, but I think it's just such a franchise that's so big. The IP of this is so big. Like, I was really surprised watching this movie or these movies. Like, one of my biggest things at first was just like, why? You know, why did this take? Like, this is like a big fantasy epic, which it like I'm kind of into for sure. But like, in 2001, like, why was this such a fucking hit? Why did people fucking... 9-11, baby. Vibe to this so hard, and I think there's a lot of factors to that. I think, And 9-11 is one of them. Honestly, But also, yeah. like, these other movies, Harry Potter, uh, you know, uh, Phantom Menace, like, we were... This is a special time, but this... These movies, like, hold up. I think they tell, they're telling a bigger story, first of all, and they're telling, like, I don't know, man, like... When I watch the Harry Potter movies as, like, a Harry Potter fan, like, I'm just kind of like, you know, these movies are fun, and they're of that time where, like, movies were fun, and maybe we were just younger, but, like, I'm more of a book fan. The movies are trash. Mm -hmm. I haven't read these books yet, but I don't think a lot of people who are book fans think these movies are trash. Like, they might think that, like, there's a lot left out, and maybe why didn't they bring up this and that, the adaptation type stuff, but, like, I think most book fans probably still love these movies, in a way that, like, even Harry Potter book fans, like, they love the movies, but, like, in a weird love-hate type of relationship. I think this franchise is just, um... Built different. It's built different. It's it's lasted already such a long time, and I think it's just gonna last, dude. I think, like, even if that show, that Amazon show, isn't, you know, a huge hit or whatever, like, people will always love these movies. No, that probably won't, even that won't be able to tarnish the legacy. The Hobbit couldn't tarnish the legacy. All my life, dude, all I've felt is my friends tell me their love for these movies, dude. Like, and watching them, I'm like, yeah, I could totally see myself one day just fucking having a day where I just like, fuck it, let me just throw on these movies in the background and just catch this fucking Middle Earth vibe. Damn, man. So after all of your years of being a fantasy fan and you finally watching this, you're like, yep. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'll probably never love it the way, like, all my friends have always loved it, you know? But I'm super stoked to have finally, like, filled this void, this fantasy void in my life. And, yeah, I'll definitely revisit this and probably read the books and probably go deep into the lore because lore has always got me. There's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm here for the lore always. So, yeah, I think this might be the one to rule them all. If not, then what else? Hey. I'll tell you what else. Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia is actually the best se- series of all time. His Dark Materials, that's the one. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, I I fucking adore Lord of the Rings. I love it. It is fantastic films, fantastic books. Like, everything about it is amazing. But it is not my franchise to rule them all. Mm. I will always... It's not my personal franchise either, but I it. it I will always go back to Star Wars. There's there's just something about Star Wars 
to me that resonates so much more deeply that like Star Wars I can I see myself in those characters like I see that world in like parallel to my world like there's something about Star Wars that feels so much more grounded to me than this this is like absolute fantasy like nothing about this like relates to me like I can't look at a character and be like oh man I like understand that struggle like I can from an outside fantasy way but like I can't from a personal way and to me that's where Star Wars really hits for me man like Star Wars is it's it's beyond like universes like Middle Earth is Middle Earth but like the fucking Star Wars is Star Wars man so it's not the one franchise it's it it's not the one franchise for me Star Wars will always be and and for me personally like you know I love Star Wars I fucking love Star Wars like with my heart and I'm, dude, I'm, like, personally, like, my franchise is kind of like the Song of Ice and Fire shit, dude. Like, I'm kind of, like, I was caught in that shit so hard. You're saying Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was, I, I mean, I was caught in that shit so hard, I went so deep, and, like, I got out of it, and, like, the show's pulling me back in. It's a very fantasy, uh, similar to uh, fucking uh, Lord of the Rings type shit, like, in that, like, medieval type way, but it hits different for me. And I don't think, I don't think, I, I think that uh, Lord of the Rings, I mean, it's been, it's lasted the test of time and it'll probably outlast like that franchise or whatever, that fantasy franchise. But like, that's the one that hits for me. Right. Yeah. So f- for me, like I said, Lord of the Rings, I'm incredibly biased because I mean, these movies inspired me in a big way. It got, it made me want to like get into uh, making movies and more importantly, it actually got me back into reading. Uh, I hadn't really been into reading for a while, and I read, I saw these movies, read those books. Now I'm a fucking English teacher and getting my fucking master's degree in like literature. Like I teach about J.R.R. Tolkien, especially in relevance to Beowulf. And like for me, like even though like other franchises, they might have more complex uh, singular stories, they might have more politics, they might have more characters that I can relate to as like an individual. Um, there's something that's elemental about Lord of the Rings. There's something about like like these characters. They don't even feel like I don't identify with them as specific characters. I identify with them as ideas. Like to me, revisiting these movies time and time again throughout my adult life, it it, it almost is akin to like almost a sort of semi, almost like a spiritual thing. When I watch these movies, I'm seeing this sort of play out of this incredible moral drama. That's what's really at the center of it. It's a moral drama. Um, and again, we didn't really t- talk about this as much as I thought we would, but Gerald Tolkien was super influenced by Christianity. And like, I'm not a Christian, you know, I don't, I don't like believe Jesus was the son of God. I'm not like that. I'm b- pretty much agnostic. But like these movies alone kind of like helped me kind of understand that more and like actually kind of helped me like identify even with those values, the va- like the values of like friendship and like values of overcoming temptation, the idea that the ultimate problem of all things is just greed and a lack of self seeing seeing yourself as unconnected from everything else because that's what Sauron is he's just a non-entity he's no longer connected to what it means to be alive and living for the purpose of other people or living for uh, anything and like to, to me I know that's kind of like a big philosophical thing to say about it but like these movies just capture that energy, the opera of, of these movies the special effects, the fact that they all hold up like it's just the most perfect fucking just encapsulation of a cinematic experience spectacle uh moral fucking opera like high fantasy uh just action like it's got everything like i think that over i love star wars like star wars is definitely second for me um 
but like those those also feel more just like movies with really interesting like worlds but something about lord of the rings is so elemental um that it just it outshines all that stuff and i do think that these movies i think will will probably ha- have a little bit more historical influence maybe not they'll be regarded as a higher form of art i think in the eons than say a star wars movie but it doesn't take away from the fact that star wars is probably going to be pretty fucking influential possibly more of a bigger deal in history but that's a separate thing but yeah i certainly it is the one franchise to rule them all i certainly think that lord of the rings certainly has its place in the annals of history yes (laughs) uh okay there it is dude i mean uh, for, for sure and i agree with you too Payne. like i think um like I said, it's not it's not my one, but I think it is the franchise to rule them all. If that's the question, I think it's the one that's gonna. It's already stood the test of time, and uh, uh, I think it'll only get bigger from here. Yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely something Even to be if said. These movies, it, it, this show doesn't hit that like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, all that stuff probably would not exist as it does if it was not for the popularity of these movies. For sure, not gonna or the popularity of these books, honestly, because the Harry Potter movie came at the same time. Or honestly. You know, Star Wars had to had the, to. The movies the, would have never been made if Star Wars yeah, wasn't successful. You're, you're the, absolutely right. The way yeah. the way that I like I didn't know how influential Berserk was. Mm. I always knew how influential Lord of the Rings was, even though I had never seen it before. Hell yeah! All right, all right. So there it is. Fuckers. You got any fucking final words? <laughs> you fools! <laughs> There it is, baby. That's yeah. what we're about to do. Yeah, all right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to the Good Times of Killing Us podcast. Our intro music is from Dettermine. Our artist from Rusty Painter. And hey, y'all, you know, when you're climbing up that mountain in life, you know, anything's better than being fucking dead. 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 Cut. Okay, everyone, that was great. Let's move on to the next scene. Elijah, Sean, break it up, guys. Elijah, have you had your fingernail rations for the day? Those fingernails are looking way too long and healthy. Whatever, there's no time. Get over here on your mark. We're rolling on to the next scene. Let's get some fresh bowls packed for these hobbits. Uh, Oh, Mr. Jackson, may I have a word? Oh, uh, Christopher Lee. I mean, uh, we're running a little behind schedule. Uh, Maybe we can talk a little bit later. I must insist. Okay. Have you any idea what it sounds like when you stab a man in the back? I mean, I mean, no. Well, I do, and it's nothing like what you have here on your page. Whoa, okay, well, we just don't really have time. Oi, Mastin ceased. Okay. One does not simply run up and stab a man in the back. It's not as easy as it seems. Foremost, you must approach silent as a shadow and attack your enemy unawares. And if you strike true, directly through the rib cage and into the lung, there will be no sound made, for all the air will have left your enemy's body as he dies limply in your arms thinking of his mother and soiling his breeches. So I think we are reaching the scene. What say you? 
Um, yeah, that seems fine to me. We can reshoot the scene. We can do whatever you want to do. You can take over whatever you need to do. You know, use your acting. You know, it's all you, Mr. Lee. Like, I mean, no offense. Thank you for letting me direct you in a movie.